Oh, we're back. Are we, though? We're back. In different spots, though. It Again, it's a weird way to open the show. <laughs> and <I know>. we're back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. We're sort of in different... Well, we are remote locations. I am in remote location in my lovely comp lines. Uh, breaking my first fast of 30 coming up. So today was a little bit of a wonky day, but I appreciate the guys for allowing me to be at home. While PZ and Eagle are both in this shipping container. Gentlemen, good evening to you. Hello. Thanks, buddy. What'd you eat tonight? <laughs> uh, not much. You know, the, like, you know, it's, it's not much, Ramadan. he says, after not eating all fucking day and skipping this it's show. It's hard. Oh, not much. It's hard. It's hard, though, because, you know, with Ramadan, it's a bit different because you're. Your whole diet, well, not diet, but your whole routine of what you eat, like breakfast, you know, snack, lunch, snack, supper, goes out the window. It's almost like intermittent fasting, really. That's what it is. Uh, except that you can't drink water during the day or you can the eat. Water the, the, the water is the killer. The water is the killer. It is tough, man. So like what you're saying is take... you've had your, your first break fast, but now you're going to have your second break fast. Yeah, so essentially my window of eating is from... How many like, eggs? I'm... How many eggs? <laughs> I'll wait for the burgers, please. I'm waiting for the burgers. And he's still stressing about that as we speak. <laughs> for those who don't know, in September of last year, every year PC does a media uh, barbecue to uh, to thank all the media people who contributed throughout the season. So he sends me a message on like the Tuesday. Go say, hey, do you eat eggs? I go no, but I thought he was implying it as an egg dish. I was implying as someone who has various restrictions on their diet, can I use right. eggs to bind your, your black bean burger together? Right. What little did I know as I get to his house on the Saturday, he goes, yeah, man, I'm trying to find a, like a recipe that would be able to bind the black bean burger without eggs. And then I was like, oh, my God. That's what I, uh, I I sat with several chefs, and we came up with something, and it worked. It was fine. It just was a lot more work. Was, yeah, yeah. So and the work. look at his face is like, I'm going to bleep and kill you, you piece of bleep. Anyway. Eggs are miraculous. Like the, they're, yes, yes. they're the centerpiece of all cuisine, basically. They're the link. They're the link. Sorry? Aquafaba next time. Oh, don't do that shit. <laughs> they're, they're the link to everything for food. Yeah. Anyway, it's a, so it's day one of fasting, so I'll be back in studio next week, and then uh, we'll get going for sure. By, by by the fourth week, I'll be really like skinny and like really grumpy, hoping this thing so is over the same. So the now. Same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, I will say this, though. And I know we probably have um, vegan uh, players in our league. Um, if you don't eat eggs, you don't deserve friendship. That's all. Yeah. Because you I make you make going to your friend's house impossible. Yeah, it, it limits your options, right? Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely. limits your options for sure. You Speaking know? of having your options limited, um, there are limited options for players that are injured and how they can be replaced and uh, for the playoffs. So I think everyone should get to know those rules because uh, As you we, do, we do refine on. them from year to year. And uh, there's going to be official memos going out to captains and it's going to be in articles. But uh, we'll talk about it on the show first. Yeah, well, well, that's it also. And let's not forget playoff eligibility again, guys, as we move towards the final week of games, including week 13 next Saturday. Uh, we encourage all captains and players to look at your individual rosters or on the roster page of your team. And make sure that you guys have the minimum five games required. Um, because, again, we always come up to the same thing in weeks, whatever, now, 12 and 13. Well, we already got a few emails, actually, Mo, saying, yeah. like, oh, hey, this guy eight weeks ago played. And we're he was like, totally there, I swear. Yeah, he's he just got no stats. Gone. Put them all gone. 
by by Facebook, Facebook, uh, Facebook, Instagram over there. But uh, anyway, long story short, this this double check. And if you do see there's an issue, uh, submit your uh, complaints to to the Flag Plus Football website, and we'll look at it to make sure that maybe it is good or isn't good. Um, also, also playoff standings. That is one thing we're going to definitely dive into in this episode. Please take a close look at the playoff standings. Thankfully, we have this up to date on who is where and what is where. So look at the overall standings on the task page of your division, and that will give you a clear cut what is going on for your division of who is in and who is out going towards the final seven days, eight days of play before playoffs on April 2nd. Anything else, gentlemen? Spring registration will open first week of April, so start building Well, do we teams. want to go through the specific rule for IR? Yes, we do. Which we will. Well, let's go through oh, the spring. Oh, I, I thought that was the opening. My no, no. Like, we're just doing general news. But, yeah, so spring yeah. rotation is going to open. Ratings are going to get updated for everyone, so stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much the main news. Okay, so now IR. That's that's the biggest uh, situation going towards <laughs> the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's, let's just clear it up here. What is the direction we're taking now going towards the playoffs and then hopefully a more cemented – uh, sidewalk going uh, further beyond this season. You? I don't have it. I was not at the meeting. I don't know. You have to tell me. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I assumed you had it. So, the IR rule is meant to replace players who are um, who are injured seriously. Uh, so serious that they cannot return to the team before the end of the playoffs. So, like, someone can't be put on IR and then removed from IR. They can be replaced, provided that they have a doctor's note indicating that they're gone for the duration of the playoffs. And the reason for this, just to clarify for the audience, is that let's say you're a team, you're in week seven, and one of your top players goes down. Now you have three games left, assuming regular schedule stuff. So you have three Mm -hmm. games left. You bring in a sub or someone to replace the guy, and they're doing great, but they're not going to have enough games to be eligible for playoffs. So now, sure, you're into playoffs, but not only are you missing your, quote, best player or a player, you also cannot bring in that sub who was covering for their spot into the playoffs. So injury reserve is designed to basically transfer or swap games from one player who is too injured to play in the playoffs to another player who you can bring onto your roster. And I'm using... You know, regular player, but quarterback is a clear example, right? You lose your quarterback week 10 type of thing, GG playoff hopes type of situation. So that's yeah. where the rule spawns from to try and keep uh, the, I guess, playoffs competitive to prevent forfeits. Now, yeah, over the and years, a, player, a player can be replaced even if you have enough players to complete, to compete in the playoffs. But again, the player being replaced needs to have a... Uh, doctor's note it has to be a doctor's note. We will not accept a physio note because it has to be serious enough that you went to a doctor. Um, so sprained ankle doesn't count. Exactly, it doesn't. It no. simply does not. Um, there is a restriction uh, as to how high the cap hit can be for a player, which is a dumb rule, but it's the rule we have for now um, because there weren't enough there wasn't a quorum to vote on it uh, so that information specifically for di- like division for division will be going out we'll be making that public uh, just because it's kind of clunky to mention it on the show going division by division 
Um, it's terrible. It's a terrible rule. We're gonna we're gonna adapt it at some point. Uh, change it completely. So the concept behind the rule is, is is yes. There's a bald quarterback in FPF who constantly cheats and can't live without cheating. However, it does paralyze the relatively the all the other great people in this league who aren't constantly cheating. Oh, okay. Dino uh, Gifasio. I don't know. I don't know that name. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I've never heard of that person. Anyway, anyway I would, so I would so advise like, people not to play with him though. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, if if you guys do have it situation where a player does have a legit docs no please submit yeah. that as soon as possible because we don't want to have this last second 11th hour issue pop up and then it creates a bit of a, a bleep storm and then that creates a bit of like well when did they send this to us he or she so please submit that as soon as you find out if a player is not going to be available for you going to also playoffs. we didn't mention this at the meeting but i think this is, remains the same eagle what's the amount of time uh before the next playoff game that the team that the player can submit their doctor's note. So we had said 48 hours to make sure that it's in in time. And the reason being, we notify your opponent to let them know, like, hey, this player is being substituted out so they can be aware of it and not just show up at the game and be like, who the hell is this guy? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the the thought behind it, essentially. So 48 hours is the, the cutoff period. Okay. So now, granted, again, if you have a playoff game like the next day type of thing, we probably yeah, would we'll like, give a little bit of flexibility there. But yeah. We also should notify the scorekeepers uh, that they're going to be seeing this player uh, who's on IR and so on. Yeah, we'll, we'll that, figure that, all that stuff out as we go on. To. Yeah, that's logistical. We'll figure out moving forward as well. Okay, guys. So let's uh, let's dive into it. Um, Thirty-five plus. We uh, well, little did PC and I know last week uh, <laughs> uh, that the there final. was uh, a semifinal uh, duel going on. But we've awarded our first championship piece, uh, Paramount winning against JMJ, yeah. 32-18. So the first winter trophy going to Paramount for the 35-plus Hey, so how was Chris Olsen in the playoffs? Well, you know what? He choked his way to a championship. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I just made sense on that. He choked his way to a championship. He threw uh, one INT. Where's I, the perfect game from? I'll say this. Um, he went up against Jason Rossi, who's owned 35-plus since its inception, he's been great in it. Um, Paramount uh, took on JMJ, who are a great group of guys who've played together in various formations for a while. Um, I spoke to Terry Tam, and he said, basically, they could do nothing to stop Chris Olsen. They, there was nothing that um, they threw at him that had any impact on his offense. Um, he was calling whatever he wanted. He kept hitting uh, wheels that were left completely uncovered. Um, so kudos to him, just going to what worked, um, not overcomplicating the game, playing insanely well all season, showing great leadership. Uh, Paramount wins 32-18. Um, he was great. Uh, Kareem, I, I think all three of his touchdowns were on wheels, were on wheel routes. Um, so, so is that is that a failure of the defense for not adapting here, Pease? Like, uh, well, mean, but apparently every th- every they tried to adapt, and he and his play calls were great, and he he seemed to be a step ahead the entire time. Which is great because Chris Olsen hasn't always been adaptable that way, right? So like it's it's cool to see that um, even in thirty five plus, as he's getting older, he's adapting and he's getting better. It really is. Yeah, he's been. A, I mean, he he's. I mean, in the adult league, he was fairly not rigid, but he definitely had rigid ways that yeah. did not enable him to be flexible with it, with his style of play out there. It's the greatest curse in FPF is most of us get good. We finally learned the game well enough. To get good as our bodies start failing us as we get older. Yeah, because you, you know? use your brain more than your physical yeah. capabilities, right? You're and more mentally like, sharp. 
very few people are able to to do those two things at the same time, which is why when we do talk about some of the guys who, who throw up in Division One and Two, we have so much reverence because of how difficult it is, right? Yeah, you know for sure, and you know congratulations to Paramount for winning uh, uh, the their division for this situation. We apologize again. I know we 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 sh- we don't do I know we don't do as much as we should for thirty five plus, but again, given the situation that they're only a Wendy league uh and, and far far away from where we are from the episode of the ftf world uh it's definitely do just to make sure that we give them their proper uh uh spotlight with them winning the championship and uh you wonder like you know again for 35 plus hopefully it, it will grow in teams uh for years to come that will have more competition for the ktf ktfl league and the other division as well um at one point mo when i was in uh hawaii um Natalia and I went to the southernmost bakery in the United States. So it is the 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 last bakery right before you hit the southern the most southern point of the United States. And then we walked out into this cliff and we stared out and the the next body of land, the next mass of land from that point is Antarctica. Mm-hmm. That was closer than 35 plus games are to my house. That great, great expanse from Hawaii to Antarctica, I'd rather do that trip than Baderfi. Sorry, I'm never going out there. Never, never. It's why well, I don't play 35+. plus. Okay, so let's just say, I'm going to give you an example here, because uh, not to reveal too much for the roadshow that we'll have in a month's time, literally in a month's time. That we should start that. planning. We should, we should start planning for it. It us every year. Yeah, holy cow, it's here, what's going on? Who's here? Who's not here? Um, Let's just say Eagle uh, is going to be busy, as we know. Let's say the road show is in Bay Durfee. What would you do, PZ? Oh, you lost the play-by-play, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work remotely. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going. Like, like already brossed to slog, and and I already don't get myself there. So yeah, how, what, I, what are you I'm a do princess. Now? I'm a princess, and I fully admit it. But what are you gonna do now with with no eagle available? Um, I look if if uh, the president of the league. Needs me to do play-by-play. He better make sure I get there. <laughs> <laughs> the luxury suites that the have to yeah. be uh, given. I'm, That's I'm the, the talent, suites. dude. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? Like, <laughs> it is what it is. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Well, anyway, uh, so that's that's done with right now. Uh, KTF, KTFL is done. Legends Division uh, still going on. Uh, what do we have for an update now for a schedule for KTF for the Legends Division here, Eagle? Are we uh, posted up yet? Because I'm looking for it. And there's no schedule availability for that uh, playoff window yet. So I'm going to go peek at the uh, – because we have an official post that basically breaks down all the playoff games and everything and where they yeah. are, which you can take a look on the big splashy thing here. If it ever loads, give it a second. Let's go into space. And you can then see exactly when everything is. So for – the KTFL division, or rather the 35-plus legends, we have the semifinals on March 29th, and then the finals are April 5th. Okay, so we'll do more of a coverage for next week for playoff yeah. coverage then. Okay, let's dive into Div 6 then. Uh, let's dive into Div 6. Uh, all right, so peace. Um, you know, I, I got I got to see some Div 6 action on Sunday in Lachine. Um, not the most uh, eye-catching game that I saw on Who was Sunday. It? It was the it was the lower end rung of games here. It was actually the Demons against Don't Blink, uh, both teams in the uh, fight for a playoff spot right now. But you know, my question to you, Pease, as we move in towards the final seven eight days of, of regular season competition here, um, do you in your mind believe there's a drop off when it comes yeah, to the top I got four? To, 
I got to see the drop off in person. I got to see. I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, please. Uh, sorry, that's gonna happen sometime. For the for the audio only audience, uh, know that we're most working remotely. So once in a while, there's gonna be a little bit of lag, and we will trip on each other. Um, I was actually at the X Men uh, Free Agent Squad game. Yeah. Um, and it was like, well, we'll we'll start with your game, Mo. Uh, but I got to see some of the disparity, and it's it's one of the issues in Div Six, and we'll talk about that a little bit as well. But um, yeah, there's Div Six is one of the divisions with the uh, with the greatest disparity between top and bottom, and it's like like Div One has a disparity like that. Um, women's one has a disparity that way, which we'll talk about. Um, co- some of the co-ed divisions have that as well, but um, Div Six might be the greatest gap. Between the top teams and the lowest teams, yeah. Do you agree, Eagle? Playing the division, somewhat. Yeah, it's one of those divisions where it's unexpected, right? Because people are coming in, brand new ratings. You don't really know what you're getting into, and the schedule is very dependent on you know if you're going to be successful or not. If you get the bad matchups or the good matchups, you know, like I'll use Jiprock State University. They are going to go winless this entire season and everything. Yeah. But maybe a couple of those matchups, if they get, quote, easier teams, maybe it's a little bit closer. Maybe they learn a little bit more as opposed to just getting their their butt stomped every week. So but it's, it's a like random that draw, though. That's what it is, right? Every Everything yeah. that we do, I, I, I saw, we got entire divisions. We know the teams. But in the lower ends, when you get to, like, say, five and below, it's a random draw. Well, no, five, five, we normally know the teams. Uh, yeah, but there's always they, one or two new Most teams right? start in six or E. Well, I mean, but we've seen random teams register in Div Four and Div, like there is a team that randomly registered in Div Four and they're getting smoked, right? Like, yeah. Well, there's also the the teams that play Fall Cup that don't have a rating review, which we're gonna yeah. fix, by the way. Yeah, and then they smooth. go into Div Six because they have all the base ratings, and then they actually have a, a season of experience on other belts. They're playing against other teams, and they get a step up essentially against their competition. So we're gonna be addressing right. that. Yeah, so I just think that you know, watching Don't Blink against Demons. Look, it, the reality is for Demons. Um, they gotta get better play calling. I think that's one for them. They this they didn't have any plays to be honest with you. I mean, poor yeah. Neil Wright just couldn't get the ball out of his hands as quickly as, as he wanted to. I thought Don't Blink had some really unique plays, some some not cute plays, but but you know little tricks to it where they they held they froze the Demons defense for that split second, which enabled them to get open for big plays. I thought they were just a little bit more. Of the cutting edge and i'm like who knows what's gonna happen for for don't blink if they can qualify for class who knows but i think both teams have potential guys but it's gonna take a little bit more refinement uh, to come back for the spring season uh where they play division e and hopefully that will be their springboard uh towards uh, becoming more established in fpf beyond div six if they go beyond that point so mo i believe statistically don't blink is officially eliminated, eliminated yeah. because not only do they have a bad divisional record they also have the highest points against so and i don't think played. there's a scenario where they actually win a tie but what about why so divisional records well yeah you mentioned that sorry what about why so serious though? Would that not impact it, or, or is that because, because number no? Because why so serious has the divisional tie break at two and two and don't blink are at one and three so why so serious right. will okay. always be ahead of them now, if there's a two-way tie, I gotta check head-to-head matchup there. But even then, uh, don't blink. We'll likely have the yeah. higher PA because yeah. Sirius needs what is that? Thirty-one points against in their next game to right. even be close, which is possible, obviously. But I would say, not only do we have to fix the divisional stuff, then PA and head-to-head, it's it's very unlikely. I think they're officially eliminated. It's, if not officially, it's all but official. Like they would have the smallest percentage to get in. Right. Um. No. That and so. 
in watching Division Six this week, um, you you the point the game you pointed out the Demons quarterback Neil Wright completed yeah. under ten passes. Um, I saw Dal- Dallas Odom throw for free agent squad and complete nine passes, and I don't even know how that's possible. Yes, twenty nine this year, no. Twenty six. Twenty six. Twenty six. Okay, look, I've thrown I've thrown thirty interceptions a season. I've done it. It's We've sucks. all done it. I have three quarterbacks, different quarterbacks, who have all thrown twenty six INTs in a season. Really? Buccaneer, Tom Gatehouse, and Dallas Odom. So that's like a that's like an eagle. I checked the uh, list. I was like, I was like I threw once for half a season, but like that wasn't that season that we played together. Your top five actually. I can pull the list though for everyone else. I, eagle Eagles like um, my top five Chris Ballard all time in interceptions? Yes. No, no, in a season. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Thirty is a lot. Um, but but here's the thing: is even as I was learning the game, I completed a lot of passes. So it's to me, it's it's this whole thing of like, if you're if you're like making mistakes and throwing into coverage downfield, find ways to make your life easier, man. Yeah, I, th- I think it's give and take at that point. Uh, you're literally right, number five. Nice. Oh. Well, guys, keep throwing <laughs> oh, wow, interceptions, please. Um, look at that. Uh, but hey, no, it's give and take, up, right? Like, yeah, but it's gonna be give and take, though, right? Please, yeah. like, it's you're gonna get better as you as you start seeing it slow down for you. And I think you know for these quarterbacks in this division that that I just recap from that game with don't blink. I mean, they have potential. It's just a question is to being much more. I'm not saying mature, not in a, in a in a bad way, but I'm saying mature as a quarterback where they can understand their reads and what they have to look for. Uh, if one or two aren't open, you have to look for that third or fourth bailout at that point. Well, so, there's there's so, three angles to this, though, b- in my but before, you yes, go, before you get that, you go, I, just, I, I do it because it, it relates directly, and it's sort of a public service announcement. Hit me up for QB school. I'm, I don't just give you plays. I'll give you a breakdown of how to read it. I'll explain philosophically at which point to call the plays, how these plays work, what they're meant to do to defenses, how to manage the game, all of this stuff. I'm, I'm here to help. I've helped a lot of people. I know we joke around. I, I improved a lot, and I learned a lot of lessons that took me too long. And, and the help is there. Just reach out. Hit me up on Facebook. Hit me up on Instagram. I'm super happy to help. I love talking FPF. I would rather do that than my actual job. So please hit me up anytime. Sorry, Eagle, you were saying. Yeah, so I was going to say, there's kind of, in my mind, three different avenues to the interception machine quarterbacks. Um, and having been on, like I said, a bunch of teams that it has to happen, I, I think I can kind of, like, kind of understand what it is. So 70% of the time, I would say, it's the quarterback. Just making a bad decision, not seeing a coverage, putting the ball in the wrong spot, completely on them, just bad decision, bad ball. The other 30%... It could be one or the other two. Yes. Like, but you can make a great decision and the ball just doesn't get there, or you can make uh, a terrible decision. Um, you know, you just make a terrible decision, right? But then the other 30% is on the receivers sometimes, because either they bobble the ball, it bounces off their fingers, etc. So completely catchable, their fault, they bounce it into the defense, and then it gets picked off, which I have no fault on the quarterback, because if it's a good read on a good ball, then it's completely receiver-wise. But then but that happens to everybody. But then yeah. yeah, but that happens to everyone. But then there's the other percentage, which I think is also very high in Division Six, which is the receiver runs the wrong route, and the quarterback is actually expecting the receiver to be in a window where they are completely not there, and now it looks like the quarterback made a really stupid decision, but where in fact it's part entirely of that, on the receiver. Part of that is on the quarterback. It's part because, of it, because yes. part of it is communicating the right routes, making sure everyone's on the right page, making sure people know that they can break from the concepts. And right. if you know that they break from specific concepts, give don't give them those routes. Don't run the concepts towards them. 
Yeah, I think it's a maturity factor too, right? Yeah. It's just getting more reps at that point. This game's hard, man. It's hard. It's not easy. It's smaller, um, smaller dimensions. It's, uh, it's Eagle, huge. you got you got a chance to play X Men and, and Noah uh, Swaminarham, um, being coached by his dad, who was an FPF quarterback, knows the game. But you got into it a little bit with him, with the old man Swaminarham. <laughs> yeah, so 31-12. 30, so I didn't mean to blow you off. I just to go for my game, by the way. 31-12, last play of the game. And he decides to have a one-on-one with a guy who was chirping with one of my guys to teach him a lesson, essentially. And I found that very disrespectful for someone who's been in the league for so long. Uh, I do not take back my words. I think that's a shitty move for someone who's coaching 15 and 16-year-olds. You're setting the wrong example. I'm sorry. Last, like, I'm, I get I'm 50, it. 50-50 because I do believe it's your job to stop him, not theirs. Agreed. So, so hold on. This is, so just to clarify, they, 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 when the game was all said and done, they threw it was the deep ball. Yeah, the game was over. Yeah. So, so deep ball he, to run up the here's score. exactly yeah specifically because those two players were talking earlier in the game essentially near their bench and he wanted to basically say like well this is my guys better than yours type of thing and to call that play is a little bit shitty in my mind and I'm, I'm not saying this to encourage this in any way shape or form we've talked about this on the show don't be dicks there's a possibility and this is the reason why we have the five play rule that if my guys weren't nice, someone ends up in the hospital that night because someone takes offense to it. And I don't yeah. want that to happen at all. And you're asking for it. And as a coach and as a dad, I expect better. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, like, there's a difference between, like, not stopping your offense and taking a shot at the end of the game. Like, that's – it was unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. Yeah. Um, and it also and hurts my points against in tie breaks. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, but that's the thing. You, if, if the argument was like, hey, look, I, my son's trying to win an award, man. I get it. Say that. But don't make it about the, the bullshit you made it about. Well, I mean, also... A personal, a personal thing within okay. the game. What? He probably won't, but that's okay. Well, I, I, I'm saying, like, I, I'm, if that were the case, I could understand that better, right? Because whatever, stats are awesome. You know, like, no one's going to no one's gonna be out here pretending they don't know their stats every season by heart. Yeah, look, let's talk about it. I can tell you exactly is. how many yards I have, exactly my completion percentages. What, what, what makes this league much different from, say, other rec leagues in general is the stats, yeah. right? Well, I know we do a weird podcast every week. Yeah, a weird. We have like a weird fan base of like male groupies yeah. on who think I'm peasy. Yeah, nine well, times out of ten. I mean, uh, it's a shame because everyone thought peasy was more attractive when they watched the show. That's what I thought exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, peasy. Uh, right now, if you look at the playoff stands, the overall stands yeah. for Div Six. Um, By the way, shout a- out to Iggy and Rob for getting the overall standings done. Yeah, after twelve. Not, um, not shout out to Iggy and Rob for getting this done. I asked for this at the beginning of the season to have it enabled, so, and they only know, did it after I screened it. You know, you know, you know who didn't get it days. done? I can't get it done. You know who did? Carl couldn't do it. You know who did? They didn't get it done. You know who did? Well, do, do you know Allen. who got it done? I do. It was Iggy and Iggy and Rob, and of course the web team and whoever else works on that, whoever presses yeah, buttons. Course. But I will say this: one thing is for certain, Eagle did not get it done. No, Eagle, Eagle refused to do it. He, yeah, I get it. Okay, yeah, so Pease, uh, in the bottom half of the playoffs, I say from teams 10 through 24, are you picking the team that could make a run in the playoffs? Um, yeah. So, it's tough, man. The, the, the Red Blacks have a chance, but the, 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 their divisional record is a killer. So, at that point, you're looking probably at Demons or Trailer Park Boys. But like Trailer Park Boys haven't exactly inspired confidence. They they do have eight no. games played. Um, and look, why so serious? They got it, guys. Just clinch a playoff playoff run, man. Like I'd be so happy for you. Just win a game. Just win that last game. Um, Trailer Park Boys do have Mountain Dew babies and pigeons, so they don't have like the 
toughest road ahead? Um, uh, I believe they still can't make it, though. Really? Yeah, because there's a type. Well, well, but they can end up with more points. Yeah, they can end up with more points. I'm sorry, yeah. you're right. Yes. What, look, why so serious? Essentially, control their destiny. They have a, they have a decent uh, divisional record. Their points against is not ridiculous. Uh, they play Wild Hogs, which is a rough matchup, though. So I don't see them beating Wild Hogs. Right. So for me, you know, seeing what I've what I've seen so far from Division Six, as I try to wait for the Saints to load up here on my page, Six and Team Forever. Man, the FPF page has been slow the last couple of days, guys. I don't know why it's been like that for. But anyway, as it is on the screen right now. You should probably you know, blame uh, Iggy and uh, Rob. for. It has something to do with the overall standings. I yeah, the, the bandwidth has been consumed by the uh, overall standings right now on the page. You can't um, imagine how annoyed Eagle looks right now, Mo. Like, I wish you were here. It would have been a joyous what? moment if you were here to see it. I, 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 would, I would give it to Fiddlers as the team to watch out for. Um, I saw them play yeah. earlier this season. But can they, uh, can, I, can they make it? Oh yeah, they're in. Fillers oh, are alive. They're in. Not the they're in. They're in. The same said ten to twenty-four. Oh, he did. Okay, yeah, I, I misunderstood. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was anyone below twenty-four. Uh, no. Ten to twenty-four. Yeah. Um, I, I I like no fly zone. Yeah, no fly zone is pretty solid. Yeah, I like them a lot. Uh, and the Royals, I, I like the Royals, and they're they're playing better in uh, in recent weeks. They beat uh, Texas Chuches. Uh, they beat Demons. They tied practice squad. They in a, and they were close against the Sal Warriors midget, right? So like they're in their in their last five games, they are a three one and one. Yeah, you know what though? What I like about this format, we've is more of a general format for all the divisions this year, mm-hmm. is that we'll have the best matchup now, right? Yeah. Remember in years past, especially with the lower divisions. Sometimes it'd be, you know, loaded on one side of the bracket and the other bracket will not be loaded. Now we have our best matchups. Yeah. So no matter how you look at the piece, when we have the 10 versus uh, 24 matchups in the first round and then we get to the one versus whatever the 16 point at that point, um, it's it's going to be best on best. And I, I, I really believe, I know we'll do more of it for the playoff preview next week, I really believe that there will be a bunch of upsets on opening yeah. weekend of playoff chaos. I, I, I don't think so. I think I'm gonna like, say there's be there's gonna be three upsets. And, and you mean in the first week? I'm, but there's no bias though in Div Six, right? No, when we get to the second round, round two, right? When we have when everyone plays, right? Maybe, so maybe one, round one, two, round one, round one. There's almost never upsets in Div Six. No, it, it, it plays more script. But I think round two, when we have the buys play yeah. the, the the remaining teams left. Like I, I like I said, s- it, the one team I can see doing that um, is um, is Royals. Um, Ryan McGrath. We've seen them compete in playoffs before. Uh, the team is finally playing at a level we expected them to to start the season. Yeah. So that that would be it. But yeah, it's it's still a tough road ahead because the top teams are much better than the, yeah. the bottom half. Yeah, that's it. But I what think do, round what do you two. Think is only... about about teams starting in Division Five B rather than six? I I and if I, you I, suck, I, you get demoted, and if you're great, no, no, like uh, no, I, not, I not demoted that. in the same season, but like you start in Five B. And you get relegated. You get relegated to six, rather than than a team starting in six being too strong. And but that's the thing, right? I mean, it's not like we're in a in a professional league where you can do that, right? It's a we choice. We can do that. We can mandate teams starting five B. Yeah, you could. I mean, you could, but I, I think you you go with what you have, and, and teams realize afterwards. You go, no, you know what? We're better in six, or we're better in five B or five A, whatever it is, right? So yeah. I, you kind of figure it out at that point. But I just think that this six, there'll be there, there'll be some compelling storylines that we'll have. 
Um, in round, well, round one is going to be round one, but round two, when we have those bye week teams playing those uh, last eight coming in from the uh, nine, 10 versus 24 matchup. So I can't wait for that uh, moving forward. So on to co-ed two, please. Mm-hmm. Um, God, man, Iggy really writes these long ass questions here. I noticed, right? <laughs> these are like really long. Man. You don't have okay, to anyway. read them word for word, Mo. <laughs> I know, I know, but just because when I catch it, I'm just trying to catch keywords, though. Okay, so the bench warmers, right? Like they've not played well. Um, as Eagle tries to change the words on me. Come on, Eagle, man. As a top hawk, come on, man. It really is a show about making a show, huh? <laughs> I know. Okay, so how far have bench warmers fallen off the wagon as a top hog, as Eagle wrote? Uh, they were contenders, but what are they now? And well, they're still contenders because AJ Gomes is back for playoffs. Yes, and... which is massive. Yeah, well, like not only did they lose their best player, but they lost one of the best players in FPF. Yeah, even FPF history. Like it, losing AJ is massive. That said, the loss to Team Rocket is shocking to me because Gab Wiseman's still a capable quarterback. You still have guys like Lucas Canville and, and, and Jocelyn Calixt. Um, Ariane Boucher, Melissa Rochefort, like it, it's, t- it's a good team across the board. So I don't understand why they struggled. Um, and like Thomas Chaparazzi didn't play particularly well uh, on his side. Um, you know, he completed about half his passes. Um, didn't utilize the entire receiving core either. You know, I, I know I know Guillaume Bellin is excellent. Nassim Ouadi is really good too, but um I don't know, but no one really no one else really had an impact. Um and so I'm surprised to see that that was the result in that game. So here's my thing about bench warmers right now, Pease. Um had they won, they would have been in a firm top two, top three spot for the playoffs. And depending on how things play out, they should be top two, I would imagine, right? Because of the point differential and that stuff that comes into play. But I just think that once AJ comes back, it just brings a different dynamic to the offense and defense. Like yeah. his his of course his experience is going to make them much more not more play on, on the edge in the good way that they're going to be held to another uh, level of, of accountability. Look, guys, we can't slack off. We got lucky. We got skunked. We got that out of the window. Now let's now play our football and make a run for this co-ed uh, championship moving forward. I mean, there's a chance that the strongest team in the division. Right, like they're we've been saying, like you know, there's a top three or four, you know, fit squad and kiss my end zone and um, bench warmers made up that top tier, right? Um, yeah. And so there's a chance when he returns that the best team in the playoffs. Um, I just this this result is is a little worrisome because it's still a game they should have won. It, it's stunning because yes, you're right, but but it keeps Team Rocket. In that conversation for a final playoff spot, because think about it right now, um, Pease, if Rocket had lost that football game, we're talking about them probably not making playoffs. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And it, it, right now they have that last spot. Um, you know, they well, there's them. There's, there's Team Rocket. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry, just Hungry Hippos. Hungry Hippos have the 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 villains, which are probably the more beatable of the opponents. Fighting Tigers do have a game in hand. Um, they play Block Party, who have struggled uh, this season, um, haven't gotten a win yet uh, in Coed Two. So, yeah, it's, hippos uh, and hippos and villains is a is a. I think it's going to come down to hippos and rocket, but I, Ro- Rocket um, have a slightly tougher matchup um, as they play. Uh, fla- uh, sorry, uh, they play Fireball, fireball uh, whereas Hungry Hippos 
play the villains, and villains themselves are in it as well. So I think actually, would would we'll we'll decide that tenth spot is uh, the game between Hungry Hippos and villains, because there has yeah, to be a winner out of that one, and um, Team Rocket will likely lose the Fireball. And, but if they do be Fireball, uh, then they are in firm position. Yeah, of course. That, that locks it up, but uh, I don't see yeah. that happening. Yeah, I, I just think that the... You're right. I think the Hippos-Villains game is going to be, no question, the elimination game, but you're right. I think that is where Wednesday will have the passport punch going going towards the playoffs. Yeah, that said, uh, Flamingo is a block party. Thank you for your, uh, thank you for your service. We'll see you in uh, spring season. That's, yeah. that's how we look at it, right? But... Uh, but I think that that's gonna be a fascinating play. I think uh, for the for the Funny Galinas against the Block Party, I mean they they are I think they have the best percentage points to qualify. I think they they win that game, no question. They're in. Um, even if they tie, even if they tie, they should be okay to get in the playoffs as well. So I think uh, they're in good position moving towards the final ten days of the regular season. Um, in co-ed two though, please, we look at the best female player in this season: Molacas, Annabelle Chevrier. Uh, Laurence Pompriand, Constance Milliard, uh, Marilyn Fochesny. Um, who's the best of the bunch from that list of names that we have on this uh, script? <laughs> it's it's restricted to the script. Um, <laughs> no, well, that's what yeah, that's what he wrote uh, in uh, Iggy. So I'm just following what Iggy wrote. I mean, more like us is amazing talent. Um, not her best outing. Like she's crushing it in women's. Women's and co-ed have different rules, so I think. That's gonna. That's the biggest adjustment uh, for mode like us. I think she'll come along. Um, I've been a big fan of Annabelle uh, Chevrier, uh, and and Lance Pompriand. We've talked about a ton on this show. As as a receiver, to me, it, 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 there's just not many that are better. But I'm I'm gonna go Constance Miller as just a phenomenal talent, right? Like she's the best of the best, in my opinion. Um, you know, no disregard to Marilyn Fosancy because her impact as a rusher is huge, but Constance Miller just is uh, exceptional on both sides of the ball. Um, she's a menace as a receiver, defensively really competent, really under, not just good at carrying out a specific task, but knows uh, the defense well enough to be able to break off and ad-lib and uh, occupy different parts of zones when, when, you know, actions moving in and out of her zones. Just an absolute football player. Um, you can't love this game and not love Constance there. I always love looking at defensive stats to see someone not have any and then have the opinion be like, she's a great defender because that means the opponent is respecting you and avoiding you. They're away it, like, like two interceptions is not because of her lack of hands, right? Like yeah. no, two interceptions because they, they don't throw there. You know? No. Uh, give me Laurence Pompagal. I've always been a big fan of her. Um, she's a mismatch. Yeah. Uh, in, in any whether it's co-ed or female uh, division in, of FPF and she runs really good routes I think that's the one thing people look at her, oh she's not a route runner she's a really good route runner she's a, a technician when it comes to route running on, on the football field and and she's got really good hands out there as well and I think she's someone that um, has that gronk like I said before she has that gronk like ability where you can learn her inside or on the numbers of a football field there was numbers on the flag football field uh, in our league and she would excel at any position out there. Yeah, so she, for me, go ahead. No, she's great red zone talent, um, has great ar- great hands. She's faster than you think. Um, and she just has great body control, uh, like you're alluding yeah, to. Yeah, you know? really does. And I, I think in, in that case, 
she's almost I'm not saying she's a unicorn skill set, but she has that for 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 what she brings for the women's in co-ed. That if you have someone of that ilk, um, that repertoire of artillery that she has to work with, she's gonna dominate you. And I, and that's why I think for Republican, she's one of my favorite receivers that I've seen the last couple of seasons in FPF. Yeah. So that's who I would pick uh from that question posed to us. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like look, you can't go wrong really with any of the talents on the No, of course so. not. We're not trying we're on we're not trying for to reason. Yeah, I'm not trying to demean the other talent on the list. On the list, it's a really excellent question, but from from a from a special skill set that these women present, uh, the one the one that you list, the one that I listed, are, are the ones that we think have excelled uh, from our viewership that we watch in the league so far. Of course. All right, so Cohen one. Um, like my Power Rangers, I know you you were solely on them back in week three, four before you went your darkness retreat in Hawaii, piece. Uh, so they're the defense has played really well. In your mind, when they perhaps go up against Northern Braves or even Camo, two high prolific offenses out there, can they stabilize or can they sustain or contain that type of offense that they'll go up against if, if they play against those teams at some point during the playoffs? Do you know why Power Rangers are having a resurgence now? You explain. Go ahead. Because there's a reboot happening on Netflix. That was the joke. Did you not see this? It's the best trailer ever. It brings back the original Power Rangers and Rita Repulsa back. It's a 30-year reunion episode anniversary thing. I've never been. You notice how excited Eagle's voice was when he, when he promoted, promoted that on Netflix? I, this came out of nowhere, and I'm so happy about it. I'm... I've never been happier that I canceled my Netflix subscription. Come on. This looks terrible. This looks amazing. You would have different views of amazing. Um, I mean, look. Mo, Although they did cut Amy Jo Johnson, and that's very disappointing. Yeah, that's Are we allowed to promote this on, on a non-Netflix uh, channel? I mean, um, why not? I have it muted. So maybe me. you know what? Maybe, um, I mean, Mo, like you're saying, Power Rangers played well, but and and yeah, sure they went on a little run, but they also just lost the Easy Fun, right? Who haven't been um, particularly competitive in a lot of games this, this season. Like, yeah. look, I don't think they're bad. It just they're, I, I I think they're missing a piece to really compete at the top of the division is all. And um, when you look at teams like Northern Braves who are Quarterback by a uh, Division One quarterback, or Kiss My Outlaws, who are quarterbacked by, uh, you know, an up and coming quarterback who is probably the best signal caller in the history of the league, and Fast Not Furious, who have a former Division One quarterback leading the team, and the fact that like there's also established female talents like Fast Not Furious. Um, you know, building on a roster that was already strong. We've talked about the addition of KL and Beckles. Um, we've talked about um, you know, Lori Willette, Kiss My Outlaws, and 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 the the female players on on Northern Braves, and they're just to me more complete at every position. Where Power Rangers were able to have that advantage of having like Constance Spinner and, and Jasmine Farmer forever. The rest of the league's caught up. That's all it is. And, and it's no shame. And if Power Rangers are holding a title at the end of it, will I be surprised? A little, but not blown away. 
You know, I I just think that um the top divisions, the top teams in divisions are better, and Power Rangers are more likely to slip up in the playoffs than than they are. I I think. You know, there are valid points that no question that the league has caught up, right? I mean, that's that's what it's meant to be, right? You set the the the, the standard, and you want those to catch, if not surpass you. But I, I'm not going to discount them from the perspective that the the wealth of what they have from the experience perspective, like you know, Tan Villadeff knows how to win a championship piece. We we know that he's won a co-ed. So do I. Is you score more points than the other teams for several games in a row? Yeah, Everyone but knows I, how to win championships. Yeah, carrying and, and it out. Look, you know, sure. And, you you know who else w- wins championships? Um, you know, Joe Uh, Stephen Harpersod. You know. Um, so what you're saying is they all know how to win championships. Yeah. So none of them have an advantage, Mo. They're all the same. Alex Nolapuse. Like, there's a lot of championship pedigree in this division, man. Like, there's a lot of uh, horsepower in this division when it comes yeah, down to it. And like, but, funny club have lost a lot of games because Alex Nolapuse hasn't been there. I would imagine he's there for the playoffs. I hope so. But you know, it's also matchup dependent, right? Like LPP won't be easy for them. No. If the playoffs were to start today, LPP no. But won't that's be the easy thing is, them. like, with Power Rangers, they're entirely matchup dependent, right? And and if they end up playing against one of the top teams, they won't have the matchup, and they'll just have to play their best game against a team that's going to play their worst game of the season. And I don't see that happening. But here's here's one thing that that could help them, right? Uh, even though um, some team, well, the three teams above them, Fast Off Years. Uh, KMO and Northern Braves have all played nine games each. They played it. So if they were to win up a lot um, and maybe see KMO or, or Fast Enough just glitch up once, they could jump up to three, maybe two. Yeah, maybe. Uh, right? Sure. I just like what I'm looking at is not where they're going to finish in the regular season. It's it's how I think they're going to compete. Like they need to finish as high as possible to avoid those matchups until as late as possible. That's what I'm saying, though, right? Like they can avoid if, if again, like if the top four seed, whatever it is, right? If they, if they get it to the next round, and they, they can maybe avoid Northern Braves until the, the, the conference final or maybe the final itself. Uh, but, like, at some point, Pease, you have to go through all these teams, whether it's going to be the first round or, or the last round. You have to go through them. And I, I think – I'm not saying they're going to win it, but I think they'll, they'll pose as problems for those uh, in this playoff run that they'll have, however far they go this season. Yeah, I just the – only, the only thing I'm looking at when it comes to this division is, like, right now – Power Rangers are at the four seed. Kiss My Outlaws can't be happy at two. Oh, wait. I guess, no, there's going to be a bye. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, if they would actually... It's it's literally the, the scenario I was going to describe for Kiss My, uh, Kiss My Outlaws, but Power Rangers are likely playing Funny Club in the first round. Now, imagine you're Power Rangers and you have to go up against Alexander Pugh and Sarah Cormier, both of whom have only played four games so far. So, if they get that last game to qualify... You have one of the best female players and one of the best quarterbacks in all of FPF to face in your first matchup. So it the really original round that. is 7, 10, 8, 9. So the oh, my mistake. Get uh, that was going to be super yeah. exciting for a second. So. Whatever. Like I'm saying it, stuff like that can happen. It gets Man, really tricky. It, it's so hard to keep track of all the different playoff scenarios across divisions. It's it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It's, it's like we're cramming for an exam, you know, or, or like medical exam to get to be doctors and stuff at that point. Um, Girl Scouts, uh, can we see them make, make an upset in the playoffs here? Uh, they play some teams like tough, them. right? Yeah, they play KMO tough, uh, lost by eight, uh, lost by nine, ten uh, Northern Braves. Um, are we thinking this could be a dark horse team going towards a playoff round here, Peace? Yeah. First of all, Emmanuel Plasson is a just amazing player. Like, she's she's a superstar in the, in the making. Um, 
she's playing like a two, like almost four to one touchdown reception ratio. We talk about that all the time as like the breaking point for quarterbacks. Um, she's there. Um, and then you have like players like Julien Prou, uh, who's who's been great, as well as Gabriel Charles uh, Dap Champagne. And um, you know, they have they have depth all across the field. They have uh, Gabriel Charles, who's like like I said, just a great two way player. Uh, Beatrice Bouchard is playing a significant role as well. Um, they're a team that doesn't have a lot of female players. Uh, they basically have Camille Renville, they have Beatrice Bouchard, and they have uh, Emmanuel Brassard. So they're going to be hurt if there's a situation where two of them can't show up for a playoff game. Um, Which so makes, that makes really them a little susceptible. Yeah. But the team itself is, is really good. Um, a reminder for the rule on that, by the way, in case it were to happen. Uh, you can still play as five players, but you still can only have a maximum of four men on the field. So you yeah. have to play with one woman. You can't put uh, another uh, man on the field to fill up. Yeah, there has to be a ratio. There's a ratio involved with the. But female. it's not considered a forfeit, right? If you're not, if you don't have two women, it's just that you can have a maximum of four men. I, I got I yeah. caught a bit of the game between Girls Scouts and Ballbusters, and it was cool to see Emmanuel Bronsar go up against Carmen Poliche, right? Going up against an FPF legend. And tying the game, right? Like that, that's got to be somewhat intimidating. Um, and she was great. She had threw 274 yards, threw five touchdowns, one interception. Like that's, to me, yes, that's a team that can compete against anybody. Uh, will they make it to the roadshow? Uh, it's doubtful because uh, they're going to have to make it past a couple of the top teams. But um, they're, they're a team that could beat anybody. Yeah, I'll get to see them on Sunday. I'll get my first, literally first row view of, of Girl Scouts against Easy Fun Sunday in Alaska. They're on a three-game winning streak. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you brought up some great points, Pease, right? That, yes, even though the female content might be lean in terms of the depth, uh, what they have, though, if they're healthy and uh, they're locked excellent. in. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're very good. The, the, and, look, I, think, I think there's a great top three teams, and then that middle yeah. tier is interesting in that they could, they could have an upset, absolutely. That could be the candidate, right? As Iggy alluded to, right? Could they be the dark horse team? And, you know, you look at the value that they have from the position groups out here. Uh, you think about it, right? Like Julian Pruitt know very well. He's a guy that has wealth of experience playing the FPF. But one thing that really caught my eye about this team is their defense, right? Uh, they have this year, I believe, over 10 INTs as a unit. And that could be their calling card in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Can they can they steal a, a possession or two? that could change the dimension of the game in their favor. If that happens for them, Pease, um, this can definitely be where, heck, maybe they make a, a two-round run, uh, two, uh, run in the playoffs here and not be a one-and-done. And and that's what I think is going to be the situation so wait, for them. Is that hoping for them to be the Knicks? Come on. No, well, the Knicks, the Knicks will, mean, will celebrate, man. you know, a game one win over the Hawks and MSG and have a celebration like it's a ticker tape parade and lose four straight, right? Literally, no, they, you just explained my reference. Thanks, Mo. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, it reference to 2021 when the Knicks thought they were winning the NBA title after beating the Hawks after game one. Julius Randle is the best player. Yeah, Julius Randle is the best player. Uh, anyway, uh, they, so I, I think that if they get their defense to play lights out, it's going to make them a lot more trickier as a team going deeper in the playoffs mm-hmm. than say uh, like a seven or, or eight or nine or 10 team in the playoffs coming into the, into the event. Yeah, I agree. Um, so right now for two way play of the year, you got uh, Gabriel Charles Dabé, you got James Drysdale, Mike Pearson. And thank you to Mike Pearson, by the way, who pointed out to, to, to yours truly 
uh, the clarity of the playoff format. So we want to make sure that people understand now, if you go to the tabs page of, of your of your division, you look at uh, the playoff breakdown, it will clearly state how it is moving ahead for the playoffs. We want to make that clear to everyone out there. There was a little bit of confusion, whether it's bracket or, or, or reseed, but now it is clear for those who want to see how it's going to be for the, for the divisional round, quarterfinals, semifinals, and, and final round, obviously, being two teams that's left over. But, but thank you to Mike Pierce saying. So right now, 2A play of the year, who's in contention? Who do you like to win this award going towards the final week of the season, please? Um, I'm looking at it. Um, Gabriel Dab Champagne uh, is definitely an option. Um, I noticed not listed as AJ Gomes. I know he's only played six games, but he has seven interceptions, um, which is pretty shocking. Yeah, but he's not going to get any better, right? That's yeah, where he's that's at. That's true. That's true. Um, but but should that be held against him though? Not really. Like if if he puts up great stats in less games, it's it's more impressive, right? Right, and he's played more than half the games, right? Yeah. So, um, I I kind of I I kind of alluded to it before. Uh, I like Gab Charles Deb Champagne because of the, the 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 impact on both sides of the ball and what he's meant for that team. Uh, James Drysdale also interesting as well. Um, what about Quiz going to Mall? I I know his defense stats are far superior because of the three pick sixes, but. But I know it's two-way play of the year, but would you want to consider him in that in that equation? Yeah, not doing enough on, on offense for me. Yeah. Um, but would you, would you would you figure that he'd be more of an option for defensive defense play of the year then? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Wade Shawcross, by the way, shout out to him because he's having a great season for Power Rangers. Yeah, he got banged up in his game on Wednesday night for um, – So we'll hope he's back and three. better. But yeah, uh, yeah Quizzy Gordon-Mall's three pick sixes are a big deal. But I think Wade Shawcross, if he plays those last two games, can really pull away. Yeah, I think you know that's in Wade. Unfortunately, he for his mongoose team in Division Three got banged up uh, the last play of the game, I believe it was the second to last play, and, and uh, hopefully he'll be healthy. If he is healthy, I think he's had a wonderful season this year, um, coming into this uh, for, for Power Rangers. But you know what? If we look at the list of names that that our boy Iggy has put out there, I'm gonna go with Mike Pierce saying as being my uh, favorite 22 way play of the year. Yeah. No, it's a. Uh... It's it's look it's a valid option. Um, I'm surprised there's no quarterbacks really that uh, would qualify. A lot of times you see quarterbacks uh, because their ability to pad stats, uh, and yeah. impactful stats, uh, but not not none of them really qualify. No, no, and uh, I, I think it it will, it will come out to the final weeks or weeks yeah. of, or games that's left over for these teams here. Uh, it's pretty close. I think it's 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 not neck and neck, but it's within range of each other. Uh, going towards the final 10 days of the regular season here. Yeah. Um, on to Division Three, piece. Um, right now, I'm going to go with the second question first because I, I, I saw him <laughs> play on Sunday. Preach and Alpha Dogs, could they get to the top eight spots of having a buy? Alpha Dogs, they really impressed me on Sunday. They played Black Shirts on Sunday at Lachine. What impressed you? Pronunciation. Alpha Dogs. Um, they like Mike Roy. I know we we uh, we've had our laughs at his expense. But no. What do you mean? Uh, I mean, you know. He's just part Maybe. of the illustrious seven who's been picked off by peas. It's not. It's not. That's right. Our fault. <laughs> I didn't throw that ball. But, but this, like, they they might be lean on on the roster numbers. Uh, Alpha Dogs, but they have. 
a really good core. They 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 have explosive players, yeah. and they play really good defense, and they play with bravado, a confidence and arrogance in a good way. Andrew Grant being one of those guys that he wants to be the man of the hour, which he is showing at times. Andrew and if Grant they can, he's one of the players who most outplays his rating. Yeah, he'll be. He's not. One thing he's 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 you know whatever underrated, but like he's a guy that will will ball out. And I think he's I literally think that, underrated. Like his rating is too low for his caliber of play. Which hey, it helps you fit in the division, right? So take it. Right. But, uh, so he's, excellent. I just he's think, really good. I've, I've watched him since he was playing with Spartans. Yeah, and, and that's the team I'm circling is is Alpha Dogs. On perhaps if they get a top eight, great. But if they don't get a top eight, whoever they, whoever gets them around two. I feel sorry for you because I think they have a great chance, Alpha Dogs, to win. Well, um, can, can I just say, by the way, like the playoff format for Division Three is probably the one that's the most enticing. There's 29 teams, 24 of them make it. So that's like 83% of uh, all the teams are actually qualifying. And there's the big divisional round wildcard weekend, essentially, where anyone can take a seed to kind of move forward. So... I'm really interested, and also, like, it's very tight in terms of the standings, too, so this is the one where, you know, we always talk about, you know, certain divisions are easier to win because there's less teams, maybe you're in the top group. I think Division Three is probably going to be the most competitive playoffs we're going to have seen in a long time. Yeah, it is going to be a war of attrition. There, there's no question in my mind. I, I've, I've scored a lot of Div 3 games this year. Like, Mongoose has been wonderful this year. The Grocock They've been fine. Like that's a team that I think has a really good chance. I don't. I don't take those are the favorites. Okay, we, we talked about it last week on when we take take those in the field, but the Grove Cock. I like Mangoose a lot. The, the yeah, Mangoose and the Grove Cock are the two teams that I, I I really believe are clicking well and going to the playoffs on, on a high. And, and I wanted this guy. We have we we barely mentioned, but Greendale Human Beings are the second most scoring offense in the division. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, yeah, we don't talk about that, but or we haven't mentioned it, but uh, I know they've played all their games, but they're averaging thirty-five points a game, man. Like that, and also like really good. GIHF. I, I know we, we questioned Benny McMahon making the jump to Div Three, but they they're good, I, man. I, I knew he was going to figure it out at some point. I asked him. Yeah. I asked him one point. I was like, "Yo, dude, what's going on?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm just playing terrible." Like he knew it. He knew he had to play better, and he is. Like it's a good team. They have it's, athletes. It's without James Rysdale, which hurts them, but they're still a great but, team. But nonetheless, though, they have John Edgehill. They got Chaz yeah. Kidder. Um, they got they got dudes on that team. And I, I just think, and you're right, Eagle, this is going to be one of the more compelling uh, divisions to cover for playoffs. That even though Ticklers are the favorites because of what they've done, which is within a right of what they've earned, this is going to be one of those years where any matchup you get in the finals is going to be legit at heavyweight fight, no matter who gets in. Yeah. Um, you also so, mentioned Preach. I find it yeah. shocking that they're not better. But is that because Harapasad has not been available for them? He's, I mean, it says he has eight games played. I know, um, I know. He, he did miss, he missed one game. He missed the game against about it. Yeah. And Will Power through. Oh, sorry, he missed, sorry, he missed his other game. I apologize. With his other team, I apologize. Mixing yeah. the two teams. Um, but yeah, like, and he's playing fine. More interceptions than usual. He had a, he had a rough game against Silent Ticklers, um, and a tough-ish game against you. KGP Rahi put up the most P's of stat lines: four touchdowns, two interceptions, seventy-six percent completions. <laughs> like, you know, that, you gotta. It's it's strange to see Stephen Harper start make mistakes, and and um, that's a strange stat line for him. Um, that said, like when it comes to playoff rosters, 
there are not that many teams better than Preach, right? Like Will Power, Marvin Steinberg, uh, Jafar Hassan, uh, Kevin Smuda, like across the board. Eddie Lee yeah. is likely going to qualify for playoffs. David uh, Gutkowski. Like, they're really good, man. That's my point, though, right? Like, those teams hovering on the borderline of a top eight by, if not playing the nine in nine twenty four matchups. If it's preach, if it's if it's alpha dogs, I wouldn't want to play them, man. If they get past the first round, yeah, um, I, I lean a bit more towards preach than alpha dogs, uh, just because I, I think the Hold on, sorry, are say say properly, please. Alpha dogs, um, and you. the reason why is because I think preach have a slightly stronger roster than alpha dogs. And better, again, st- saying Stephen Harper's was a better quarterback than you is not an insult. But they have slightly, you know, they have better quarterback play. They just do. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, so Mike Roy's been playing great, by the way. It's just Stephen Harper's to me is the first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, no question, hundred percent. I agree with him that. Uh, so with the two win teams right now, AF one, UPBF, EZW. Of those two win teams, who gets in? Does there? Do you give them a chance to get in any of those teams to get into the playoffs? Yes or no? comes down to who they play really right but like so first of all um yeah in france and, and air force one ezw those ones are toughest because of the they don't weirdly enough in france and, and air force one have a divisional win so they're kind of hoping for a multi-team tie so that would help them uh right. depending how this last week shakes out um so if we look at it in france they play speed academy I don't see them winning that game. They uh, for Air Force One, they're in a similar boat again because they they do have um, they do have that win. They're sorry, they do have that that divisional win. Um, but you know, when it comes to points against, you know, three hundred twenty nine is a, a lot. They they play the infantry, which are weakened right now. So maybe, but I don't trust that at all. Like infantry, they're still a really strong team. So I don't know. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be tough for me to to see any of them uh, sort of make the make the playoffs. So I, it would come down to KGP Raw um, and whether or not they can play spoilers for two teams <laughs> in, in the last uh, in the last uh, two weeks of the season. Yeah, I, I think no, see, never overtime has a twenty fourth spot right now, uh, going to yeah. the final week of, of games here, and I, I got to see them play uh, last Sunday in Lachine, and they beat backyard bullies by one and. That was that was their saving grace to their season because now they got Mongoose coming up uh next Wednesday in Laval. So I, I think never overtime. I, I don't I think look, I'm gonna be honest. I think they do hold on to the final spot. I really do. But it's one of those teams that they have to have the full roster out there. Yeah. And with the team with the teams chasing whether it's Air Force One or ECW or UPBF, I don't think they'll catch up to never overtime. And so, it's because of wh- what they did for them to get that win over backyard bullies by literally by the skin of their teeth. So you think, none of them, you think none of these teams are going to win a game because they played Mongoose last game. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I don't think, think they're going to beat What? No, I don't think, I don't think, never, I don't think NO is going to beat Mongoose, but I think they do hold on. So they you think KGP Raw loses? You think uh, Infaz? Because in, if Infaz win or Air Force One win, never overtime are out. Provided yeah. that never overtime loses this game, so yeah. if if that's what happens, either of those teams would win. Also, KGP Raw winning 
Um, and Never Overtime Losing also gives it to KGP Raw. Eagle, how is it that KGP Raw is 0-5 divisional and Never Overtime or 0-3 and both have played nine games? Probably because their divisional record's broken and Iggy and Rob fixed it, or they didn't. Well, at least they, <laughs> fixed, at least they don't fix the overall standing, so... Because there was oh somebody gosh. working on it early in the season and it never got done. Yeah, because the divisional standings are broken, so they actually don't matter what you see on that page. Congratulations. Yeah, remember, remember that time, though, Eagle and Rob got done well? Yep. Remember that time? Yep. Has it, has it ever happened to you? Yeah, it has Dude, happened red-faced. It's amazing. Red. Exactly. Oh, by the way, uh, big one. If it was a red screen. screen and not a green screen, he'd be invisible. Right. Uh, big win for the Bearskins. Um, they got a massive win that puts them in, in position to clinch a playoff spot. Uh, taking off free smoke. So, I mean, look, you got a cluster of 3 1 teams right now, uh, whether it's Leverse Fall right down to Never Overtime, and even KHB Rod on the outside. I um, mean, there's still to be a lot to be determined here, Pease, and uh, it'll, be, it'll be very unique to see how this plays out uh, for teams that think they might be in that could be in the outs by the time it's all said and done after the regular season is over. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge win. Americans really struggle out of the gate. Um, so, it's cool to see them pulling together. Um, I'm not surprised that they beat Free Smoke as much as I'm surprised with the way they beat Free Smoke. Uh, well, Free Smoke was missing guys. They they were five for most of the game, and Mohammed Nishad had to play. He had a bum hamstring pull. He was a sixth, and they were missing like Sebastian Chrissy Lozon. Um, okay. Well, that they're missing. They're missing their depth. That, that's, that's what it, happened. Like they, they they've been like they were in it against Mangus. They were in it against Infrasben Vinfroni. Um, they won the previous game. Like so, like. The, their second half of the season's been impressive because I, I thought this team was going to be the type of team that folded by halfway through the season, but they've actually really, really uh, shown some character here because they, they, they've been great. They've been great in the second half of the season. Yeah, I think now for Jimmy Lee Janvier, he's got to figure out, you know, is he a three quarterback for um, free smoke? I mean, he's, he's a really great thrower of the football. Um. That said, I remember in the co-ed final, uh, co-ed playoffs last last year or last yeah. fall, um, seeing him just not see wide open receivers, just being having this like tunnel vision, not going through progressions. Um, there's more to playing the position than throwing the ball. And yeah, he's no not. He's not yeah, yet gotten those skills. Yeah, Diffy might be a little bit out of his uh too too rich for his taste there. Um, so peace right now. If if looking ahead here for for playoffs, the the nine. Versus twenty four, the seeds in that matchup. Um, is there a matchup that you would like to see uh, in the opening round? Whether it can be a preach against blackouts, whether it be uh, La Malade against Leverche Fall, is there a matchup that you want to say, "Hey, I want to see this round one because it's going to be the best of the matchups they'll have in the opening day of playoffs." I'd like to see, like, so, like Malade, for example, against um, uh, who's the team you mentioned? Oh, uh, Leverche Fall. Like, yeah. to me, that's not a, a fun matchup because, like, Le Malud play with such intensity and Le Verschfeld really play with a really laid-back attitude. So <laughs> it doesn't feel like it would be particularly fun to watch. Whereas, like, if, like, infantry slipped, you get to see Le Malud against infantry or going to see uh, stylistically, like, how different uh, Stoics are from uh, Verschfeld. Verschfeld play these tight defensive games and Stoics under Chris Rive are great at putting up points. Um, or, you know, like blackouts. I, I know they only have three wins, but that's a solid team. And, and seeing, you know, like, Adam Sinagra going up against Stephen Harpersad or Mike Roy, uh, two flag football quarterbacks, right? Like, two primarily flag guys 
uh, that would be interesting to, to see that to see that kind of matchup, you know. Yeah. So so Sanagra missed the game against Alpha Dogs. I went black. Alpha Dogs. Last Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I I would love to see a rematch of Alpha Dogs against uh, Blackouts because I think it'd be a different different scenario because Quaid Johnson threw for uh, Blackouts in that game, but even uh, a team like Arush against Blackouts. Mm-hmm. Um, both teams have had that Fall Cup run last season. Um, I know you were not a fan of Arush. You thought they were false kings, uh, which they took the heart. Yeah, which they took the heart. But I think for a team like Arush, like we, we said before in our first question, right? Like Alpha Dogs and Preach, I wouldn't want to play them if they get past the no, first round, round number two. No, but even they, a team like Arush, they they yeah. have that that that's that steel to them that you know they're not going to be hard. They're not going to be pushovers. That they they're going to play tough defense, which at times can be borderline how physical they get, but Whoever they get, whether it's a black shirts or sorry, blackouts or even a free smoke one, whatever it might be, that's gonna be fun to watch. Because I think Arush has that capability to maybe make a deep run in the playoffs this season. Um, the I'd like to see Beer Belly Brigade um, matched up against a team with a really good rusher. Uh, off the top of my head, I can't really think of one, but like those are great matchups when it, whenever um, anyone can even slightly contain Alex Faval. Yeah. Um, he he you know he he's really interesting in the way that he plays like he often will immediately roll out and look to he has like a RPO rollout playbook sort of thing which is a little strange right right it, it it's not always effective uh when it's against a bad rusher it's not a fun game to watch but it is exceptional to watch when he's going up against a dude who can who can really do some damage right all right on to the four piece and uh this is the Iggy um, segment here because of the way he's questioned some of these uh, things here. Uh, before we do that, let's thank the Banis and Le Jeplain for their seasons. Thank you, guys. Yeah. I don't know if you want to thank give you your, your thank you, Sam. Yeah. How many time. ways can you say thank you, Mo? Like, how many languages do you know thank you in? Uh, merci, shukriya. Um... I should know the Spanish one. Gracias, no? Gracias, yeah, that's the one. Grazie. Obrigado. Grazie for Italian, yeah. Uh, Donkey no? What's the German term? Donkey, no? I don't know. Kasamida is uh, Korean. Yeah, that's that's all I know. So, yeah. Anyway, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so look, I feel right like now we should know more languages, though. Like this is actually disappointing I, I know, to me. I know, it's given our backgrounds that we all have in this in this life of ours in this show. Okay, so the bond spots are like now hour three of recording right now. So I'm I know, exhausted. I know, I know, I know. It's it's it's, it's uh, you're exhausted. I'm exhausted. It is what it is. All right, on to it right now. Okay, so right now, Heartbreak Kids. Uh, there's a bunch of teams who are racing for for the last spots here. Peas, whether you're Heartbreak Kids, Team Ethnic, Friends of Danny, Golden Eagles, Ludenal, uh, Mengoose. How does this shake out right now going towards the final game or games left for some of these teams? So, so I think that is going to be a big factor going into the end of Division 4. There's so many teams fighting for playoff spots that have two games to go. So if you're friends with Danny, I'm very much shaking in my boots because you have one, two, three, four, five, six teams gunning for your spot that are all within range, right? 
that is not a good position to be in going into this last week. And similarly, if you're still Cray, Heartbreak Kids, Team Ethnic, even Blue Dreamers and Cunning Suns, you can jump up the rankings tremendously to get into the top 10 just with a couple wins here. So yeah. there's a there's a lot, a lot, a lot of movement I'm anticipating. And what we're looking at right now in terms of the overall standings may be entirely different come Sunday night. Yeah, like I agree with you, Eagle. I, I This is going to be... This is like a puzzle right now. Like it's 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 a, it's a puzzle right now, but we got to smash all up again because it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be completely different come Monday morning, and it's not going to be the same standings right now. And it's still too gray right now, peace and how this looks well, and how we can say only two are eliminated. I, I know in and out are close, but you know, again, to Eagles' point, having two games and like I have in a scenario where we're playing for a bye. But also, Le Bibi Magic are playing for the playoff lives. I would rather not have to face that in my last week of the season. You know what I mean? So, like, um, everything for, like, like Top G's uh, winning a clutch game uh, to, get, to put themselves in position. Mangoose's tie making it difficult. Um, and then going all the way up to Heartbreak Kids and Team Ethnic. Like, those two teams might miss the playoffs. And they're sitting, you know, well above the cutoff at this point. Mo, would you rather be playing yeah. for your playoff life or playing for a bye? Uh, playoff lives. You'd rather be playing for your playoff life? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's clearly yeah, the wrong look, answer, I, no, by I, the way. <laughs> no, but I, I get I get PZ's point, though, right? You, you, 100% you won't have that bye. Because if, you, if you don't make the playoffs, you, you also, like, if you, don't, sorry, if you don't make the bye, you still make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah but then you got to go into the playoffs but... disappointed versus if you don't get your playoff berth, you go, well, we tried. I guess it, w- it would have no but, impact. But you know what? It's but you You're know to make it's, it's, logic it's, up. It's what the F- <laughs> but it's it's the FPF world of what we are, right? I mean, you want to be that team that has rhythm going into the playoffs, and a team that is playing with more desperation to their to their name or to their to their game. I want to be them because if they get in the playoffs, I'm not saying they're going to beat. I'm not going to say they're going to beat PC's team, you know, because Hot Sauce is no, no, a no, 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 team. It's not about that at all for me. It's just like it's yeah. a weird take that you'd rather have the option of not making the playoffs than the option of no. I'm saying like I'd rather be the team desperate who's who's either who's trying to get in the playoffs, right? That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like right. I want to be that team. Like for you, you guys are comfortable. I'm you guys are going in no matter I what. I hate right? that scenario. It's always I hate needing help to make the playoffs. It's the worst. But it's, it's the beauty of the game, though, right? It's that thrill you have, right? Like, do you have it in you to win that game to get your team in the playoffs? Like, <laughs> yeah. does your team have it? And and that's why I, I find it fascinating to see that in this point of the year, as as Eagle made the point that this is going to be completely different come Monday morning when we look at it again, that. There's gonna be a team on, on the on the dotted line. Either they're in or they're out. And if they're in, they got in. They've earned the right to get in because it wasn't like they backdoor their way through. They had to get that W to get in the playoffs to be whatever they might be a 22nd seed or the 23rd seed in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, it's gonna the next two weeks are gonna be super interesting in Division Four. And it's not even at the, like at the, at the top. There's some stuff that can happen, but it's more or less settled. Um, yeah, especially the top four. But the bottom of the division and the race for the the buy um, and sort of the the six seven eight slots I think are going to be really interesting as well. So on the flip side, the race for the top eight, uh, Kiss Menlaws, Martin Leflag, the Reeds, who've been monsters, wide open bar, have the have the bye week guaranteed. Uh, Bruins are holding on to a spot, but they could fall out of the top eight. 
uh, even fought Schlong and Diamond Bougie, uh, who play each other by the way, and Deset Ilipat. Uh, nomads, they are in that conversation. Deep balls, HSS. Can, so nomads can't meet the top eight. No, but but uh, well, but, they can't. So they're locked they, out of the top eight. Big important. Yeah, they, they they can't make the top eight. They're they locked out. Points. They're locked out. Right, but there's there's again, we look at the top half of the conference right now, peas, and it is it is a mess and a half because of what could be. And again, to go back to the Eagles' point, come Monday morning, that top eight could be completely different. Uh, whether it's the top four or from five through eight. Yeah, so what's interesting is Forsenschlang and Diamond Bougie, while they do have two games left, they do play each other. So um, one of them can find themselves outside the top eight if they lose both of the remaining games, although it can only have to one of them. Can, can you but imagine that, a scenario though. where Diamond Bougie and uh, Forsen Slung actually tie, end up at 13 points, tie with the Bruins, and then all of them get leapfrogged? Yeah, well, well that's the thing, because <laughs> Balls the Hot Top Sports also have 11 points and can end up at 13. Um, Vultures can go up to 14, Voodoo can go up to 14, Trap Stars can go up to 14. Yeah, that's like, that's it's, insane. Yeah, and, but, like, but not, not the worst divisional though, right? record like, is 2-1. and one. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like... Right, and the thing is, for, for Fourth and Schlong and, and Diamond Bougie, if whoever wins that game, they're in that conversation to maybe be a three-seed or, or four-seed at that point. Um, Ish, yeah, maybe. Could. I, I, they could, be right? It'd be tough. It'd be maybe, tough, maybe but they can get as high as four. Yeah, they can get as high as four. But but that, that game itself, I think both those teams, Fourth and Schlong and Diamond Bougie, are, are, are definite, um, definitely in the conversation of being in that in that prediction of like yeah they can make it to the finals on roadshow weekend in late april um do you know how you spell a false king uh yeah why uh i don't think you do because you spell it w o b why what's the problem with wide open bar false kings they're they're fine they're fine i think they're a good team but you know, no, it, uh, do do tell. Why are you not in the wide open bar? Like I, I, I like them. They got a good defense. Quarterback play. You know, if they have more consistency from that, could be the difference for them. But I think they're fine. So they had a one point win against Lee Baby Magic. They, um, they beat. They, they had a run where they got to play, um, Lejet Plan, Bandits, and Lee Baby Magic back to back to back week, weeks. Um, they beat Prince of Danny. They uh, beat the Sheriff. That's a lot of teams on the outside looking in the playoffs. Um, and they lost to Martin Left Leg, which is one of the top tier teams, in, in a fairly handed fashion uh, in the most recent game. And um, the only quality win they have is against Beset Sepat. Beset Sepat is another team that can fall out of that top eight, by the way, but. You know, that's a different conversation. WB, good team, not elite. False Kings. So you're saying they're, they're your new Arouche of this playoff window? Yeah, they're, they're to me, um, they're the Honey Martin of this division. You know, like they're, uh, I think they're talented. <laughs> I think they're really good. It just, the resume to me is not what we've seen from some of the top teams. And I don't think they have, um, I don't think they have the depth that we see with uh, a team like uh, Kiss My In-Laws or uh, Fourth and Schlong or The Reet. Um, yeah, to me, they're, they're that next year down. They're okay, probably the top so of that next year down, but... 
let's do Taylor Tapier of Kissman Laws, right? They're the best team in the league. Okay, they won every game this year. Yeah. Um, in the division, yeah. Okay. So in the division, so common opponent Mofos. They won by nine against Mofos. Kissman Laws. Uh, another common opponent, we team ethic who they'll play um, wide open bar. And Laws won by eleven. They beat Fourth Schlank, which is a quality win. So they won by nine. Uh, they beat Baby Magic by twenty three. Okay. They beat Sheriff as well. Another common opponent. They won big time. They won big time over Heartbreak Kids. Right. They beat Mukden in the flag rather easily. Uh, Francis Daniel was a tricky one, but they won that football game and they beat Bruins. So right now, how many quality wins do you see from that from that window? Fourth and Bruins, Bruins, Bruins Melton left right. flag, yeah. um, Heartbreak Kids, Fourth and Schlong, Mofos. All of those okay. are teams within striking distance. I guess. I guess. Well, uh, Heartbreak Kids are not striking distance to top eight, but okay, fine. Remove that. They have four <laughs> quality wins. They have four okay, quality and, wins. And like so, so, so if we go back to wide open bar quickly here. Um, one quality win, which was against Besset, right? Besset, yeah. Besset and Pot, and then uh, who else do they have in in that window here? Besset and Pot. That's right. So, so one quality win. Okay, so from that quadrant of wins, there's that one win, right? But then they have a lot of common opponents, though. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, look, it, it, we'll, we'll know now, Peace, right? I mean, this is the reason why we have playoffs. We'll know now if if Wide Open Bar is is going to be a one and done. Whenever they have their, whenever they open up their playoff campaign, or maybe they make a run. But I, I like them. I'm not saying they're my favorite to win. I'm not saying they're going to win the championship. But I, I do like them a lot because even though they're they're leaning on numbers of, of of roster numbers, they have that that history that report that they have had played together since the summer season mm-hmm. that they can make a run here. So I, I think they're they're good enough to go maybe one if not two rounds tops. One and done. Round two exit. The oh, Knicks. Man. Oh man! Um, if they're in the top, it, it, well, they'll be in the top eight. So yeah, one and done. One and done. Okay. Um, um, so Iggy posted this. Uh, what would Peas do? I, I already know my answer, but I'm curious to go around the room because uh, we're talking about the Kiss My In Laws game against Bruins, uh, where uh, Iggy threw a pick. They allowed the, the Justin Kalix to score, uh, thus putting them up, thus putting the Bruins up by nine. With about um, two minutes left, um, he asked, "Do you go for one, two, or the onside kick?" So I'll tell, I'll tell the did, audience: Does the, did the opponent have their onside kick left as well, or have they already used it? The up opponents to have the onside kick as well. And you go for uh, you go for one or two, and you try and drain the clock as much as you can. So what actually happened is Bruins went for the onside kick, didn't convert, gave the ball to KMI with a minute and a half left. Um, KMI scored on third down. They go for the onside kick with 14 seconds left, so six plays. Um, and they score again, and KMI win. So when, in like a minute and a half, they go from being down by nine to winning the game. Mo, your decision. What do you do? I'm, trying, I'm, still, trying, I'm still trying to process this in my head right now. So, <laughs> so basically, Bruins are up nine yeah. with a yeah. chance to go for one, go for two, or go for the onside kick. With yeah. two minutes left in the game. And Kiss My In-Laws also have their onside kick. Man, it's 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 uh, this is really a tough one. No, it's not that tough, Mo. I don't agree. You play, you play, you go for two. You play key, quarterback keep away yeah, to you try drop, and drain. You drop, you drop at least. You, you drain clock and you force yeah. them. You try. You, you you're, you're trying to get because like the thing is is that if you go for the onside kick, you're giving kiss my in laws and you don't get it. 
you're giving Kismayanos the ball in the five. Yeah. So they can qu- score, score quickly and then yeah. do their own onside kick and potentially do it, right? Like, why are you playing so aggressively at that point? Play the clock. Play the fact that you have – give them as little plays as possible to do the exact opposite on you. If you can take away that minute or two potentially off the clock, force them to have to use timeouts in order to get more plays in at that point, you take away the advantage that they have in terms of scoring quick. You don't want to score quick. You want to drain it as much as you can. Don't get me wrong. I love the courage. Yes, exactly. It's I love very the ballsy. courage trying it's, to go for the win. It's bravado, man. Yeah, it's love courageous. It. Love it. Yeah. But at the same time, at that point, the most valuable currency for you is time. And and you wasted as much of that currency as possible. Well, you didn't. Oh, you sh- sorry, yeah, you you wasted the opportunity to spend all your yeah. resources. Yeah, and, and and it cost him dealies. But you know, clock at that point. Like, see, here here's my question: If this is a playoff game, would this happen? Um, I mean, probably because like there's not an there's not an opportunity to set up a tie. Like if it's like if you if it puts you up ten points and you go for the two points and make it a two point score, because you, you're infinitely more likely to get a two point conversion, um, and and force them to have to score two times. Also, if you're the person that got to pick and, six, and you play for overtime at that point, if right? you got to pick six and they're purposely not deflagging you, you just stand at the one yard line. It was, but it was close to um, the, it was I think it was close to the goal line, and Justin Kellex was kind of confused, like he almost didn't score, and then he just sort of as he was. Like confused across the like it was it was sort of like a bang bang he was right there and it's not like he had the whole field to think about it yeah. thing, you know? right right I told Iggy Basically. like like the right thing for Justin Kelly to do is stay at the one and and remove his flag so that way he can't be pushed into the end zone because <laughs> the second he gets touched it's a uh, it's a uh, but here here's the thing though if you're such a gambling guy would you do it in the playoffs though if if, if this is like the finals, or this is a game that goes uh, it, to the exa- In the exact same scenario in the playoffs, that's exactly what I do. Is I drain as much clock as possible. But it, but in the case that, yes, you do that. But in the case that unfolded, though. No, but why would you give the other team momentum? Yeah. The possibility You don't want to give them the ball in the five. You strangle their hope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, we all agree. We we would squeeze Then why do they keep asking <laughs> follow-up <laughs> questions? But I'm Next. saying, though, in the playoffs, though, if that was the situation that played out here and you said to roll the right, we'll do the same thing. If it's, it's the, the right decision, decision regardless of yeah. scenario. If it's a, Well, not regardless of scenario, regardless of the stakes. Because the yeah. scenario is the, the scenario. The scenario is the same, but it's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like the, the situation. Right, right. So, yeah, it's... Are, it, would it's, you do it at 4 in the morning at Lachine? <laughs> would you do it at 9 p.m. at Hebert? Would you do hey, it well, at... We played play, play the tournaments at 4 o'clock in the morning, Eagle. Let's not forget, okay? My God, can we do that? All right, on to 5B. Uh, teams that are now officially gone, ball so hard, you, cover three, and Stormers, thank you very much. Hopefully you come back for this season. Um, no pun intended. Are they in trouble? Uh, they're on seven points. No games left. Uh, are they in trouble right now moving towards the final weekends of games coming up? It's not comfortable. Like It's not comfortable to have uh, no games remaining, like, we, like we've discussed. Um, and and a lot of teams catching you yeah. is the problem, right? Like, there's a, a three teams now. Granted, uh, ball so hard, you no, you're safe. Um, but basically, Blues and Wolf can jump you pretty heavily potentially, and then you have uh, him, you also jumping you potentially. So I would not like to be there. Yeah, it's it's the worst scenario, to, and and the fact that there's two weeks left makes it worse because you're just sitting around waiting. Yeah, yeah, you're at the mercy of everyone else right now. Yeah, you're at the mercy of everyone else right now, and unfortunately, for no pun intended, they just ran out of real estate, and not, we're not saying they're out, but 
So, I don't so think let's so, simulate guys. this actually. Let's take a look at Brewers. Let's take a look at Him You. Let's take a look at Blues. Let's take a look. Brewers at got Bulls. Warriors. Him You's got Team Sexy. Blues okay, got wait, wait. Green so Monsters. Brewers, Two games. Brewers though. Warriors. Who's winning that yeah. game? Warriors. Warriors. Okay, so then they're not going to get jumped by Brewers at least. Him You is playing Team Sexy. Well, they can. They can because they're only one point up. They could tie potentially. Um, Brewers can have eight points. And think, no, but they have to be Warriors to do that. Oh, because it's one game. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought they had eight games. So then him, you have one game left. They are playing Team Sexy. Who wins that game? Now, here's the thing, though. Team Sexy close. could fall into that category, though. If they don't win, if they win they're in. Like, they're they're going to be comfortable at 10. But they're in that window, though, that maybe they could fall outside. Looking that's, at. that's what we're doing. That's the, exactly that. So <laughs> yeah. him, you, Team Sexy. That one over there is a toss-up game, yeah. which is a potential challenge. So that's, that's a game no pun intended is going to be watching. You have closely. Blues who are playing Green Monster and Wolf. Okay, so right there, there's already a red flag because the other team trying to catch no NPI right now is Wolf. So one of those two teams is getting a win. So one mm -hmm. of them, if it's Blues, is getting to eight points. If it's Wolf, then they're getting to uh, at least six points on that game. So then either. But they need two teams to jump them. Um, Correct. So they need Wolf to win that matchup and Blues to beat Green Monster. or And they also need Wolf to beat Warriors along the way. Yeah. Yeah, this, this, is, this is sticky, man. Like I, it's. There's there's a lot of things that have to go right for yeah. NPI to lose their seed, right? Yeah, I, but, I think no pun intended are, are dead to rights though. But there's a chance. There's a chance. No, 100 percent there's a chance. But but you know if they have, if they were four, five, and one, I say okay, they're 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 okay, they're gonna be fine. But there's too many teams chasing them that have either two games in hand or a game in hand here, and yeah. it's it all still, it's still one... gonna be hard for them to get jumped because again, I don't think Brewers win. Um, him, you have. Uh, toss up, sure. So let's say let's give it to him, you. But then Blues and Wolf can't both jump. Them, they can, yes. If they both tie, Wolf needs to win both their games against Warriors and Blues. But that's what I'm and saying. Blues needs to win their game against Green Monster. Yeah, that's the only way. Yeah, so it's a lot. There's ties options in there too, but yeah, I mean, like those are yeah. weird ones. I mean, if no pun intended gets it in, they're probably the 16. But they're almost guaranteed. As much as we've talked about how it's not comfortable. The, I'd say like I'd give it like an eighty percent chance that they're they're in the playoffs. Probably not that seed. Out. Probably not that seed, but likely eighty percent chance that they're in the playoffs. Can we send them a reminder to make sure that they know that they're still in the playoff race? I hope they do know. Yeah. Just, just to make sure that they know. Anyway, uh, Warriors right now uh, they played. Sorry, Warriors match up against Red Dragons Wednesday in Laval. And the Warriors came away with a TD that left Red Dragons with five plays left to score, uh, but were unable to drive the field and punch it in. Could this be a rematch at some point, whether it is a semifinal or finals preview? You know when Mo wrote the question, and you know when Iggy wrote the question. Yeah. One of them is so long-winded. Yeah. Um, it's, okay, simple as this. Okay, yeah, I think it's simple the question? for you. Because there's a lot of okay, Red Dragons. Against Warriors, are we going to see a rematch at some point in the playoffs? You know what? Maybe. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the possibilities. I mean, I'd like to see it. I think they're, they're, they're teams that really match up well against each other. It's one of the most fun yeah. games uh, that we'd have. And they're like, it would be late in the playoffs, too, which would be fun. Because. What's the, okay, so what's the structure here, Eagle? Four to four. So there's no bias, right? 
there are no buys. It's 116 all the way down, and then highest versus lowest seed to move on. Yeah, so it might even... Um, it, it was Red Dragons against Warriors. Yeah, I mean, d- depending what happens last couple of weeks, I, I can see Warriors slipping down and it being sort of that middle seed matchup. Although Warriors have an easy game, so it's unlikely. It, it would... It almost has to happen in the second round. And it, it yeah. well, honestly, it looks primed to happen, to be honest, based on where Red Dragons are and where Warriors are. What's interesting about the statute for this game is that Guillaume Boulanger uh, was held to under 500%, uh, 5, 0.5, 50%. <laughs> like, wow. It's a long guide, guys. 500, 0.5, 50%. It's all the same thing. You know what I'm saying? He's completion, 500 points. Completion We're in the witching hour of the show right now, guys. <laughs> Five of the 13... Uh, incompletions were caused by the defense making PDs. And so I'm curious as to if you think that that's something that he can adjust for. Maybe he's not expecting their speed or the way they're playing against the ball or if Warriors are just doing well. Because it seems out of ca- out of character for Boulanger to not... Like, granted, he still scored a bunch of TDs, but to have that many incompletions. Yeah, so and, 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 uh, sorry, Iggy and I've been singing his, his praises. He's playing in Div Four and having a hard time, but it's allowing him to see a lot of success in Div Five. Um, I, I've turned around with them. I'm, I've become a fan. It's just that, um, yeah, he's he had a rough game. That's yeah, look, y- you guys know I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Red Dragons. Um, going back to the Fall Cup. When uh, you were wrong I, about I, them. I, sorry, you were wrong about them then. I'm right about them now, though. Good I, I love them. No, but they they, they have your, your love was misplaced. Look, sometimes no, you my, look love, my love, my heart was with are with the Red Dragons. You, sometimes you gotta like look out for your boy. Do. You know, like I'm looking out for you, Mo. Like sometimes you give your heart to someone who didn't deserve it, and at the time they didn't deserve it. It's cool that Red Dragons changed. You know, yeah, get, get some rehab, they, they have get some love. Options, though. <laughs> yeah, do you still have their they, heart they, somewhere? Is that the Red Dragon oh, chart, though? No, I, I threw it out today. <laughs> I, did, I did a little cleanup. And I, got I love how you literally threw out their heart today as you're talking about sometimes you give away your heart. Sometimes you just yeah, throw I, the garbage. I, I, actually, I do like Red Dragons a lot. I think their offense is dynamic. It has a lot of cutting edge to them. Like, if, if option one, option two aren't dominating, they have the depth to work with as PZ goes in the garbage can to find the heart, which he yeah. finds right now. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that Red Dragons have a, a great chance to go far. Could we see a matchup with the Warriors again with Mitch Fergerbaum and the boys? Yeah, I think Mitch Fergerbaum and those guys have played so long together that they too had that rapport. And that would be probably the same scenario that we might come down to the final five plays and one of those teams wins that matchup going towards the next round of the playoffs. But I don't love Warriors the way I love Red Dragons. Because Red Dragons... Yeah, you, weren't, you weren't big on the Red Dragons, though, No, man. but listen, man, did you write them a Valentine or did I? You were about that because you were trying to chase their heart. I had their heart. No, man. No, man. The, the heart you have is of an addict. I have the reformed heart. Um, oh, <laughs> I was out in the cold on that fateful night yeah. on, on that Monday. I know, man. It was like Listen, it's, it's, tough. it's tough to love an addict. Uh, baby, come back. You can blame it all on me. I was wrong, and I just can't live without you. Love, peace. Okay, so just can't live without this award. Two-way play of the year, Anton Shabu. Or Max Bira, who wins it right now? So I, I, Eagles playing sound, so I actually didn't Antoine Chabu or Max Bura, who's winning two way? Two way? Yeah. Not two way, uh, two way. Yeah, that's what I understood. Um, so my my initial instinct is Max Bira. Uh, the twelve interceptions is nasty. Um, he's a human glitch. 
<laughs> twelve touchdowns, fifteen interceptions is is a lot, and and Shebut is slightly more interceptions. Sorry, slightly more touchdowns, but he does have uh, four interceptions, four less interceptions rather. It's yeah, t- uh, it's late. Um, yeah, we're all tired right now. <laughs> I'm leaning Max Bira. I'm happy I don't have to make these decisions. Um, they're beneath my pay grade, so um, yeah, some. Some slug at FPF will have to do it for us. Yeah, I'm going Max Bureau to win this award as well. Same. Um, there's no question. Like a, a marvelous a, a future Hall of Famer. He's on yeah. his way. If his uh, way. if Carter Souls was having a better season at quarterback, he'd have a chance. You know what, Max Bureau, he personifies, like he would be the first in my books. I know we've, we have lower end players going, but he's a guy that's played like lower end divisions and excelled. Yeah. He doesn't need to go up to Division One, Two, or Three. To, He's you know, going to reach a point where the, his cap hit will make it difficult for him to stay in low division. So I, I of assume, course, to me, he's like a, a Danny Damore type that he's going to have a lot of success in lower divisions, and then the second he has a higher division, he'll fit right in. Yeah, and and he's 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 definitely in that 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 tag. I think he's going to win the award going forward. Yeah. All right, on to women's one and peace. My homegirls took out the bees. Yeah, when we talked about it last week. We thought it was going to be a great game. It wasn't. Um, yes. Yeah. It was so. Uh, it's shocking to see it to have to, to see that level of disparity. I spoke to Maud like us uh, at some point before the season, and she told me she had a lot of trepidation about playing the the university teams. But you know, this is an example. Of her holding her own. Uh, this is a great outing. Bees with eight possessions, four of which ended on fourth down, one of them being a score and one of them being an interception. So the other two were likely at the end of the half type of situation, but still not the greatest of outcomes for Bees here, right? Here's the thing, though. Sorry, Eagles. Here's the thing, though, right? Are you more surprised by the final scoreline or surprised that the Bees only scored six points? The Bees only scoring six points is is wild to me. Yeah, I agree. insanity. Um. Yeah, Sarah Parker. If she completes twenty passes, you imagine she's gonna punch in at least three touchdowns. Um. Yeah, it's uh, and 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 more like has told me that she has a, c- a couple of her receivers are actually playing with bees on top of that this season. Um. So it's it's interesting to see how that worked out. Um. Just like and it was like solid games around. Like Amy Duvall looked really good and Emily Benti also, but like. Just unable to really to really score, and you see, like for all the yards, the one score was Frederic Paul actually being able to pu- punch it in from one, from a yard away on on, on her only uh, target. So, so going going now into the final games, if you look at it from from the beast perspective, because had they won that game, they would have been six and three. And still in third place, but now they're in the sixth spot, and they could play your vortex uh, in the first round here. Uh, that is a dramatic fall for the bees, and they could fall even more further down, like seventh spot as well. So right now, the bees, are you worried about their playoff hopes going towards the knockout rounds? Absolutely, absolutely. There, there's a there's a marked difference between um, the top teams here and the bottom uh, half of the division, um, like. If they were in that 4-5 matchup, I'd feel a lot more confident. But Les Bleus, Brut, and Vortex, to me, are cut above. Um, especially offensively. They're just they're yeah. producing in a way um, that is just far superior to the rest of the division. Um, 
And then, like, you have Stars who also are scoring, but unlike uh, the top three teams, Stars have allowed 200 points, and none of those teams have allowed more than uh, 170. So, By the way, we have our eighteen confirmed for playoffs, right? So, yeah, yeah, so these top eight are locked in at yeah. this point. Yeah. yeah, it's now a question of, of positioning for, for all that, right? Like, um, who's going <laughs> to I'm going to check where. something just quickly here. Did Ghosted play Stars? Uh, ghosted did play star stars one, yeah. So, so they're locked one, in, dude. they're locked yeah, in. Yeah, so I, I figured as question. much, I just wanted to confirm it. Yeah, so these are the right. Top so it, was, it wasn't this week, it was it's mean, a question of, of positioning now moving forward, right? Like who's going to finish where. And I know for the question that that Iggy put when it came when it comes to the ghosted losing to Vortex, and he asked, Do we could we see potential upsets in the playoffs? Is there really like PZ in your mind? Like, that's what's so, elaborate Harvey so about? I'm so disappointed. This? That was a P's question, not an Iggy question. Was it really? Okay, yeah, I apologize. It was worded properly. So, no, okay. Like, do you think, and I'll bring Lambert Harvey into this question because Lambert is, is very, you know, in, yeah. locked in with the women's and co ed and all that stuff. And we're talking about Division One or women's one, I beg your pardon. So, your question is asking, could we see upsets in the playoffs? He yeah. mentioned to me that division women's one still has that disparity right now. Yeah, like we have four really good teams and we have four solid teams. And then the bottom of the division is really misplaced. In yeah, like they, they they're probably more suited for women's too. And yeah. that's well, not, I, that's... I think we're at a point where we just need a couple more teams to join. But I think women's division would be best served to have three divisions for for winter. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was saying though. Like especially top three, like. Montreal U, you get a slight reprieve, or or Bleu Pud, you get a slight reprieve because they're they're more defensive teams. So like, if you can score and y- your quarterback's on, like, like yeah, if if we have like, uh, you know, whether it's Sarah Parker or Vanessa Beery, I can see them catching fire in a game against one of those low output offenses and just, you know, winning a game where they they only have to score four times. But right. Les Bleu Brut Vortex. That's not happening against them. It's just not. No, I think we we have um, we have a much is a big gap, but we know who the favorites are in this in this division. Yeah, we, we we knew it going into the season, right? Like, but but to your point though, which are you maybe maybe slightly having a slight surprise just because of the defensive nature? But to be fair, yeah, the I, women's I'm division makes them, it. Right? The women's division is interesting because, like, you can you can play a very defensive style of football because of the the, the rules. Yeah, right. And and like you know, I'm not, I'm not into Montreal. I just think that, you know, if you're gonna play brutes vortex or le bleu, forget about it. But to the point of of what we talked about from the seeds five, six, seven, eight, yeah, I think there can be an upset. I think Bleu put if they're gonna be a five hole a five seed playing Montreal, is that really an upset? I don't think so, but I think that they they can get into that and crash without apology yeah. and make it to the final four, if not the finals itself. Well, there's a big game uh, week twelve between Blue Blue Pud and Bees. Yeah, um, that I think will help sort of settle that middle of the, that division, um, and then that might help Blue Pud jump ahead of Montreal U. Right. I think there's a great possibility that those two teams face each other, Montreal U and right. and, and uh, Blue Pud. Okay, so Erica Bastien, uh, you, you wrote Hayes. I think you meant to say has. Mm-hmm. She does uh, Hayes. No, I meant to say yeah, I, I was thinking of Mace, the, the artist. Uh, I, I, I wrote, I meant what I wrote. Hayes, uh, Erica Bastien, locked up division player of the year with nine with, interceptions in the last yep. three games. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, but, like, what do you think about that? Because when, when, if you look at uh, 
if you look at her stats, um, Erica Bassett. They're very heavy. There's very two heavy games. On... Uh, nope, she's not a team. She is a person. Uh, although some would argue. <laughs> Erica Bassett has a team now. No, but. Um, Erica. It, it's, it's very heavy, right, towards like a small window. Like, are, are, we, are we rewarding uh, someone who's had the bulk of her INTs? If you take away those nine, she's in the middle of the pack compared to only, where she is now. It's interesting because it's not just those nine, because she has a game with five interceptions and two games with three interceptions. So, yeah, there's a lot of the games where she, she hasn't had that impact. But also, it's hard to not give it to someone who's been that impactful in three games. You know what I mean? It's an interesting study. Where So, go ahead. Where it hasn't been all season long, but the games that she, that she has had an impact, she's far and away the MVP of that game. So, my, my argument, okay, yeah, I know the bulk have come now in the last three games. But she's had an interception seven of the games that, that that she's more than that, that she's played. So she's had nineteen seven games this year. That's seven games she's taken a, a possession away from the opposition, right? She's had three pick sixes. Um, to me, I, I know it's like the, like the Tra- Travon Diggs of the Cowboys, right? Should he won defensive player of the year? No, because he gave up a lot of yards. But that's we're not looking at that. But I'm just saying my point is that it's counting stats. Come on, that's what we're looking. Yeah, at. Yeah, stats is driven, but <laughs> she's had an interception seven games this year. Piece. Yeah. That's ma- That's massive. That's massive. Fitz, what? After the fourth interception, why are you still throwing at her? Why? Like, <sighs> she's good, man. She's really good. Yeah, give you me Erica Bastian to win to win the defensive player of the year. Lock it. Yeah, up. I, I think it's. I think it's a lock. I think she's gonna win it. And um, she's got one more. She's got two more games left, I believe. Right? She has two more games one, left. She has fifteen interceptions, three picks. So can she hit twenty? Can she, she hit twenty? Dude, she's had five in a game. Right? So, so are we? Are we after week 20? one, she was on pace for thirty. I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna say she's gonna get eighteen. Yeah, that makes sense. Eighteen, I think, is what she's gonna get. I mean, it comes down to who they're playing, too, right? So, like, right, right. Okay, oh, on no, to the women's. Only, there's only one game. Oh no, there's only one game left. Oh, I apologize. The but they play Bretto. So you're saying more like ass? It's only three interceptions. No, right? she's not throwing three. No, 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 oh, no. So My home girl's not throwing any. You don't no, really no, have any faith in Mo like ass. She's gonna. Really good she's gonna. You know what? Mola Cass is gonna is gonna have Erica Bastian lose that award. All right. Boom. How? Boom. <laughs> How would she Boom. lose that award? Don't worry, because she's, she's gonna, gonna torture. Okay. She's gonna torture her on that day. Don't worry about that. Mola Cass is gonna take care of it. Don't worry about that. My homegirl's got that. All right. On to women's too. Um. So BC Cubs beat Cavaliers. Uh. Take hold of the last playoff spot. Um. So the Cavs right now are, are they a case of if you have two QBs, you don't have QB? The classic Bill Parcells line. Uh, for those who know who Bill Parcells is, Google him and uh, you'll figure it out who he is. He was a coach. He's so, old. He is old. He is old, but he's he's a coach I definitely love. I love his uh, – if you read his book, his book is fantastic, by the way. Yeah. I can show it to you right now if you want to see it. The, uh, no, it looks like a book. It has pages. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> okay, so the, I, I, I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with the Cavaliers team because I, I do it for Champlain for the broadcast and stuff. So to answer your question, no, they don't have a quarterback. Because the thing is, you need Beauvais um, and – uh, Calop- uh, sorry, Calliope Caminaris. Um, they both have thrown 11 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. They're identical. Um, and that seems to be the, the hole for the team, right? That seems to be where they struggle the most. So like, this this team, and they... they so here we go. I'm going to try to put this in, in lamest terms. So this past flag football season in the outdoor RSQ, 
they're okay, right? They, they, it's, it's a young team growing in. So this is their – I think this team, if they come back next winter in this division, will be the favorites to win this division. Yeah. Um, you, you get my point? So this, this is the guy transition weeks, but So how do they solve that quarterback issue? Right. So my, my point is that this is a transition year for them where the, 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 the platform for them right now is to say, look, okay, go through – like we, we talked about with other quarterbacks in Division Six, right? Go through your mistakes – learn from them, get better from it. So when we see this team next year in the winter season, I think they're probably two wins better than where they are now. Okay. So they're five and but four. But so how do they solve the quarterback issue? They That's, that's the whole thing, though, right? Reps? This is, yeah, reps. It's all about reps so, for these quarterbacks right now. Is So is the issue that the, the plays don't fit the skill set? Is it that they're not – and they, they're not able to make the reads. Is it, Are there things that are not being done by the team collectively to help them improve at that point? Like, I, like what's, what's I, I being done to address that? Is my I think, and again, you know, if you, if you speak to Kevin Luban or Alex David, who we both know very well, uh, that coach these young girls at Champlain, even on this roster now, it's probably going to be the fact that it's just all about getting them the valuable repetition to get themselves more acclimatized to play at this level. I know it's women's too, and it's sort of that you know you can play you can play some really good teams or some really bad teams, but I think now moving forward, this is going to be great for them. And I think this is a situation now, piece where in these next whatever we got one more game left, and however far they go in the playoffs, we'll see. But if they win a championship, great. But if, if they can go as far as they can, they lose to to whoever VC Cubs or Red Nation, whatever it is, or or, or League's Net, whatever it might be, fine. All it is for for these guys is for them to get that valuable experience of of knowing what to go through in this type of environment. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree. You know, so that, that's what I, I think it is right now for just, them. Just like I said, I'm, I'm I don't know how quickly that uh, adjustment can be made, um, per se. Um, like we've seen, Allison Sobel still have so, a struggle with interceptions, and despite her improvements, so like it, it's a tough, it's a tough position to learn, and, and the the women's rules are a little more unforgiving to the quarterback. So it's harder. It's it, harder it's, it is, especially in, in that in that rules where you have four plays to get the first down and four plays to score. So you have eight plays to score, touchdown, more or less, if anything. So anyway, well, I, I think that, that they're going to have use as a learning experience. And the thing next year, there'll be two wins better. They're five and four now. When we speak about the next year, they'll be seven and two. That's my book. That's how I think it's going to play out for them. Yeah, okay, so they knew Extreme Bullets, um, VC Clubs included. Uh, could VC Clubs ho- hold on to the last spot with Lelou and Extreme Bullets chasing them for the final spot going into the final weekend of games? VC Cubs take on Red Nation. Um, so it's kind of um, the, the big sister's little sister scenario. Um, so I'm if I'm not mistaken, Red Nation has had VC Cubs number every time they've played. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't see them getting a win, but it comes down to whether Lelou or... or Lelou uh, are playing Carababes. So Extreme Bullets are playing Steelers. Not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. No. And if, I say if, either Lelou or Extreme Bullets win, so one of the two, because I think, to your point, both of them probably won't, uh, Lelou... Lost to VC Cubs, so they would win the head-to-head. Yeah, and Extreme Bullets won against VC Cubs in what looks like a forfeit, a thirty-nothing here. So 
the only way Lilu potentially make it in is if the Extreme Bullets also wins and Lilu win and VC Cubs lose. But Extreme Bullets, if they win their game and VC Cubs lose to Red Nation, can potentially leapfrog. Yeah, I um, I mean Steelers have not been perfect, um, but I, I think they're yeah, I know, man, I'm tired. I yeah, think no. I think they're cut above Extreme Bullets. I, I that that to me, to your point, Eagle, Extreme Bullets are kind of like that linchpin in that scenario, but I, yeah. I don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't think so. I think VC Cubs are, are in a comfortable position. I mean, never say never, but I think they are definitely. Well, I in mean, the it's not comfortable in that they have the, they have a tough matchup uh, in the yeah. last week of the season. But I no, don't they, think I don't think the other teams can make up ground. No, I don't think there's 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 like a revival from the other teams chasing that will cast them and surpass them. So that's why. But I'll say one thing though: for women's two, the top four, I know Caribbeans are, are running with division, but two, three, four still do be determined who will get number two, three, and four seeds. So a lot to be played for on that side. But in that case, though, please, when you look at winter two right now, are we looking at potentially a plethora of upsets in the playoffs, um, given that there is parity within the ranks? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I d- so the playoffs, the, what's the playoff uh, structure here, Eagle? Top four by five versus twelve. There we go. Yeah, top four by five versus so twelve. Maybe, maybe in that first round. Um, this needs clarification, by the way, Mo. The uh, same thing that Mike Pearson brought brought up. It's not clear here for quarterfinals what happens. Is what? No, because this says one v nothing, two v nothing. Oh, Iggy forgot to correct it. Iggy forgot to update that. We apologize. Okay, well, so he was busy sneaker. working on the uh, the uh, overall standings, right? So he's working on the him, on the scenario with without with the him, we never stuff. we never would have gotten it. So yeah, I, we I, apologize I for that. Um, uh, I mean, I don't apologize, to Iggy, because he's done a great job, and I, I just wish other people were as diligent. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll make sure we we clarify who will play in the quarterfinals, semifinals. Yeah. It's a receipt, also, but we'll, we'll sure. clarify who did the overall standings. <laughs> so you know, um, so yeah, so I don't know who do you look at for an upset here. Um, so for me, if we're looking, at the, we're looking we'll just do the first round because we're not going to look at the top four right now. If we're looking at Provi- five, let's say, let's say provided it's it's the same. This is the this is the the teams that'll be there. Like maybe Steelers, maybe Wolfpack, depending. You know, Cavaliers again because of the way they turn over the ball, they might be susceptible. Uh, Le Hibou have been up and down. I like Wildcats a lot, though. I think Wildcats are a lock to to advance. Yeah, I think Wildcats are good. I think Cavaliers are good. I I, I think you know what? It's not in this round. I think it'll be in the next round. Yeah, you know, I, because there there's still that gap piece with like teams not like 10, 11, 12 playing in the first round. But I think when we get to the final eight, that's where I think we could see something happen. Not Carabaves, but maybe Linkset, Red Nation, or Phoenix, or well, Phoenix, or Wildcats. Wildcats to me get... are the wild card in this, right? Because, like, I can't see a lot of teams beating Carabae, but they've scored only seven less points than Carabae, right? Yeah. And yeah, they, you're right. the games haven't shaken out in their favor, but yeah, if you give me a team that can score in the playoffs, there's always a chance that they can upset a higher seed. Right. Fair enough, then. On to Division Two. Um, look, right now we know Ben just ran away with, with, the, with the division, and they. Are in great position to be your number one seed if things play out. They do win out. This is the weekend, boys and girls. This is the weekend. Kevin Wyeth can break the record. Does he do it? 
two. What's the what's the number again? Uh, Eeks. I don't know. <laughs> Seventy something. Okay. He needs fourteen. Of course, I know. I'm just choosing to not look because someone can go check it instead. I'm fasting, yeah. man. Okay. The guy who's doing all the website work. I'm making fun of Iggy. Yeah, guess who got the the records to update? By the way, you're welcome. Yeah, but I'm just saying because the thing is, like Iggy was really busy on this other project where he got his overall standings. So I'm really happy we got those. It Most passing so touchdowns is 66. Sorry, 66 in a season. Oh, 66. Yeah, he's 12. Well, we'll, no, he needs we'll get 10. that question. He we'll get that 10. question after. He needs it, 10. We have a 10. Yeah, 10. Sorry, yeah. 10. The, the question was, does he hit 70? That was the big question. Yeah. 70 looks less likely now. Yeah, I think he'll hit 10 though. Okay, so right now. The second seed, UM, run it once, blessed. They're all five and four. Uh, hold on here. What am I looking at here? Uh, I apologize. I, I, I meant to say, Urzos Medic, run it once, blessed. They're all six and three. I apologize. Six and three right now. Who gets second seed behind Vengeance going to the playoffs? Um, I'm sorry. I'm waiting for it to load. Can you, can you list the teams? Again, so um, run it oh, once, blaster all six and three, yeah. Um, or it could it be a five and four team that's looking behind? Could it be a terror squad or brace 2.0 that get the number two seed behind vengeance? Um, doubtful. Um, play vengeance, so it's not going to be them, um, right? I think run, run it once, run it once, also play vengeance. <laughs> blessed, <laughs> welcome to the number two seed, yeah. It, it'll be blessed. Yeah, I agree. I think um, blessed. Yeah, those two matchups for you have been running of brutal. Um, but you know what? Blessed play Braves 2.0. Um, so that's not guaranteed either. So maybe it's Braves 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it would be it'd be tough because there's a. I mean, depends. They they they're gonna have to score points this week. They're, yeah. they're, they're gonna have to score points this week because if they beat blessed. Um, they could have a better points against, um, and I, I guess if they beat if they beat Blast, it won't matter because they already have less points against. Yeah, uh, I, I think. So yeah, Blast- I, I think actually, let me revise my statement. I think it's Braves 2.0. jumping <laughs> up from the six the six seed to the two seed. That would be a massive boost if they go from six to two, and and uh, in that case, I'm gonna go Blast. Well, and, I think- and, and Terror Squad have uh, Killer Bees, so they, they have a chance to get them up there too. So we, yeah, sir. Let's, let's rank, let's rank the likelihood. Who do you think is most likely, least likely? There's Terror Squad, Blessed, and Braves 2.0. Who we think have a chance to get there? I'm gonna say Terror Squad least likely. Braves second, Bless likely. I'm gonna go reverse. I'm gonna go uh, Braves Terror Squad Blessed. Okay, so we both have Blessed. No, no. I'm saying Braves is most likely. Almost like, okay, okay, yeah. I yeah, think yeah, Braves yeah. beat Bless this week and Terror Squad beat Killer Bees. And that's going to make likely the Braves be the two seed. Yeah. And that, that's a viable number to have, right? You kind of avoid playing that. that, that but also, Moretti, Moretti, Moretti Crime Family has got skills. Yeah. This, man, this, this Division 2 playoffs is not going to be easy. No, it, it's wild because, like, if Moretti Crime Family win, depending on how everything. I guess they can get as high as three because Blast and Braves 2.0 will likely be ahead of them. Yeah, one game Sorry, separates two. Blast or Terror Squad. Blast, Terror Squad, or Braves. Two, two of those teams will be ahead of Marine yeah. Family. Almost yeah, no one point, happens. one game separates two through seven right now. Yeah. 
So we'll see what That's happens. With that. Okay. Four five zero. They're on. They're holding the last playoff speed. KHP has a tiebreaker on them right now. Does four five zero hold on and sneak into the playoffs as your tenth seed? Oh, uh, they play play play. Party crashes blue. That's going to be tough. Um, they. I think they need to win. Um, if they don't, they tie KGP. They tie them in divisional record. <laughs> Man, and the thing is, like KGP have. S- Slightly more points against, so like, um, in case we beat them this season, in case we beat them head to head, yeah. Right? So yeah, so then touch, yeah, it's a it's it's a win and you're in for touch foot. If they lose, they're up. Is essentially what it comes down to. Yeah, I know, I know you're big on Jinsley Alexi being the quarterback for the team and stuff, and he's had his moments, but I don't know. Like I I don't think touch four five zero have um the bandwidth to, to get in. I really don't. And I think they will lose their game to to PCB, uh, who have a lot to play for for themselves. By the way, they can kind of sneak into that conversation, maybe getting up as high as five uh, for the playoffs. But I just think that right now, Fred Dupree is going to probably, you know, squeeze that clock. He might make it. I know he loves to score points, which we all know. But he might look at it from this perspective that, hey, I know I can score points. These guys have to be ex- explosive to score points. So if I could take away that explosive ability by milking the clock I, I and making this that, maybe two, three possessions crap. I don't think that happens. Fred but you, one, this thing, Fred, Fred's smart That's like it. that, though. But Fred's had – this year with PCB, he's had long-standing drives. When he played yeah. Braves 2.0 earlier this year, um, in I think it was week 10 or week – whatever, week 9, week 10, whatever it is, he played the clock perfectly well. Well, that's great because that's, that's what he's going to need to do in some of these games. But Yeah, um, yeah I wonder – Maybe there's less pressure this game, so um, he's more likely to do it. But come playoff yeah. time, I think that's that's still going to be something I need to see it to believe. That's it. different, yeah. That's different. But I think for this game against yeah. Uh, against yeah, fair, fair. That's, a, that's, that's what I think where he can use his experience as a quarterback that I can force their hand right and get them yeah. a little bit more twitchier and stuff. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, second best quarterback behind Kevin White in this division is who? Peace. I mean, Joe Bear is in this division. Well, take, well, take away Joe Mayer. Like, you know. <laughs> I mean, like, come on. <laughs> that one was. I think I'm forgetting Joe plays in this division. But, like, yeah. you know, is, is it just. Free? I know he is missed he... one week, guy. Like, he hasn't missed that many games. Um, there's. Look, it, it's a pretty stacked division, uh, top to bottom. Um, I mean, there's, there's Hall of Famers. Uh, there's, uh, you know, Joey Taylor is a Hall yeah. of Famer. So. I, I, I'm a little tongue-in-cheek because I do believe he believes he belongs to the Hall of Fame. I don't think he's the second-best quarterback in this division. Um, if I, is it Nixon Tomo? Is it Tavilli Depp? Is it Phil Cutler? Is it uh, just So there's, there's a group that I think uh, Tavilli Death and Stephen Harper saw it and Cutler. Like that group there. And, and um, what's his name? Dude, 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 I've played with before. Uh, Justin Zupi. Yeah. Maybe Jesse, a notch above, just physical skill set. Uh, but yeah, if I, like that group there is nice. Like, like Stephen Harper's hot and and Jesse and and Cutler. Yeah, that, that's a good group. That's good. That group. It's it's a really strong group. I think th- that's a candidate. I know Phil's the Div One. Other than Joe Mayer, nobody else is on the level of Kevin Wyatt. No. But there, there is a group that's going to graduate to Division One, right? Like Justin Puy can, 
uh, Stephen Harris yeah. Prasad will. I, I, I don't think. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to see Stephen Harper side, Tam Villabeth, and just be throwing in Division One sooner than later. Yeah. Like they, they have to. Like that's that's where you gotta go. And like honestly, if I'm Jeff Rosenblatt, I'm flexing on him, right? Like that dude took a team to Division One, and he's doing great. Yeah, he really is, and, uh, and he's 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 top four all time passer in FPF history. Jeff Rosenblatt. Yeah, he's done well. All right, on to co-ed three. Uh, block party officially eliminated from the playoffs, Ryan. We spoke about this team many times during left sec. Got off to a flyer 4-0 start during the season. Could they miss out on the playoffs? It lose to Kenny Kuday. I, I do I don't know what happened to Left Sec, man. I was all in on Left Sec, man. I'm, they got I'm their first win, right? Yes. They, they got, got their, their first win four times this season. Four time um, first time winners. Fast and Furious have been a little bizarre. I thought they were going to be a little better. Um, I know it's a first-time quarterbacking for Ryan Dobbs Garnett, but I thought the team was good enough that um, it could help carry him a little. Um, they took a loss to Wiggles Scott Toss this week that I thought they would win. Um, so... That does make it challenging. Lasect, Le- man, it's so weird. So first of all, they they're polarizing. They play Caniculi, um in the last game. That's not an easy game at all. No. They just lost the block party. Who have two wins in the season? Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. There's a, there's a chance. There's a. I have a hard time seeing Fast and Furious three not make the playoffs. And I think, yeah. Well, Michael Scott's thoughts have half and half to play. So, presuming they lose that game, Lasek probably sneak in and Fast Not Furious sneak in. So, Fast Not Furious, they're playing Sneaky Snakes and Puck Hair. Yeah, those are winnable games. Oof, I don't Not know. Not easy, but... No. So, here's the other thing to consider, right? I, I think I think Fast Not Furious 3 are overall a better team. Experience of Ryan Dobbs Garnett at quarterback. So here's what it's going to come down to, right? There's three seeds up for or five, five, six, seven is the way I'm going to describe it. So we're going to assume Lasek lose, Scotch Tots lose, and Fast Not Furious three win one of the two. I'm just going to go with that. So that puts them all at eight points. The advantage that Lasek have in this is that Fast Not Furious three have two games to play and are 13 points behind in the points against. Which means that presumably Fast and Furious three will end with a larger points against, and therefore tiebreak wise, they would be held out because it's a three way tie. Yeah, I, I I'm lost. Uh, sorry, you go. It's, it's just the way you. Okay, if Lasek, Scott's Tots, and Fast and yeah, Furious yeah. three all end at eight points. Fast yeah. and Furious three likely are held out because of points against in the three way right. tiebreaker. Right. Yeah. But like, I think I think Michael Scott's Tots lose. And I think Fast Enough well Fast Enough Furious has to win both games though. You're right. Fast Enough yeah. Furious have, have to win, to win both. both games. Yeah. They could they control their their, their destiny right now. Yeah, uh, they're, they're winning they're in. If they win both games, they're in. 
Yeah, they're in. They win. They win a lot. They're in, and then yeah. we look at Michael Scott's thoughts or Lasect. It's it's outside. pretty well. And it's that, actually, Lasect Lasect have the tiebreak over Michael Scott's thoughts. That's the other thing that's important here. So, so Scott's thoughts are in trouble. MST then. that's in trouble. Yes. Yeah, M- MST is the one, the team that I would say that, that I said yeah. it would fall out because I, I do trouble, think they're man. losing this week. Yeah. Or a week twelve uh, when they're playing. Yeah, it, it's it's not gonna be easy for them. So what what are the odds you're getting to Lasect then to to get in right now? Like sixty five percent, seventy percent. I'm gonna go sixty forty. Wait, does that mean I only have thirty percent to work with? <laughs> no, no, we're not doing that this week. None of that. I'm coming off the I first. I love dragging that into the mud. It was so good. Oh, Bonus man, rounds and everything. I can't do that, man. Not this week, man. I'm just uh, <laughs> we're running in fumes right now, man. Yeah. Um, uh, just looking at the script for for the rest of the matchups right now. Weird, weird thing to announce, Mo. <laughs> I know, I know. We're, 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 we're literally on fumes right now, man. Yeah, yeah, Trust yeah. me. Like, I'm starting to feel it right now. Okay, on to 5A. Um, thanks, Eagle. Thanks, Wait, Eagle. segments left? Two more segments. Okay. No, we have picks. Yeah, don't worry. Eagle, <laughs> nice try. Eagle, nice try on that one, okay? You're welcome. <laughs> Fucking Eagle. Oh, man, you're killing me, Eagle. I, I My fastest room, I swore right now. All right, nice, nice, good job, peas. Good job, peas. No, nice what do you mean? What do you mean? All right, go ahead, go ahead, chase better. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. Anything, go ahead. All right. <laughs> well, we're waiting for you to continue the show, man. I know. I like to continue the show if I can read the script properly, unless there's no edits going on right now. <laughs> Tell us what the I guess was. you guys want to stay in the container for a little bit longer. Huh? I see, you, huh, boys. Okay. Uh, Look, the, the, ballers, the longer you, the longer this goes, more the more chance this edible is going to kick in. I know. Show, okay, so. the ball is right now. Could they hold on to the three spot? Um, could the ballers hold on to the three spot? Yeah. <laughs> yes, three they spot. can. There is a possibility. Next question. <laughs> Next question. I, I would just start answering just with like street pro- street possibilities, like probabilities. So the only way they lose the three seed is either to West Island boys, who need to win their next game. It's important to, w- to know, by the way, that just because like you're in different conferences, it's it doesn't mean you get like a, a you don't get the second seed just by winning your conference. Exactly. So either West Island boys win their game versus Tip Top Shape. Red Not Skins has to win both of their games. Technically, tie is a possibility, too. But they have to beat Ice Up and Clinkers. The process uh, cannot catch them, sorry, actually. Menace to Sobriety is the only one that could tie them and maybe have a chance at it. And they're playing Le Speaky Easy and Buffalo Wild Wings. So those are the really the only three options, at least that I can see off of this immediately, that ballers lose their spot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's unlikely. It's unlikely. They, yeah. they menace to sobriety. That is a very unlikely as well because the PA is so high against menace. So yeah. Right. And and right. like no friend zone and big fat bats can't fall beneath the rankings. So yeah. So I, I that's all. It's all but a lock basically. Um, West Island boys are the only team that could catch them, but it's it's unlikely that balls get bounced from there. So right now, peas the teams in the red. Territory of, the, of the not being the playoffs, tip top shape, uh, Tokyo Sound Blasters, even the Speakeasy Glory Boys. Any chance of these teams making a run, putting together wins, and getting to the playoffs? 
Mo, this is the same story as uh, was it Div Four? There's so many games yeah. that are left to play. This doesn't matter. Yeah. Like anyone can end up anywhere. The only situation that you run into is well, if a lower placed team is playing a higher placed team, and there's no false kings type of scenario going on, or weird, whatever it is. Yeah, it's this could go all over the place. You know, right, right. Yeah, the speakeasy having one win but having three games left is is. I was gonna say they wild. can go from nineteenth to tenth. Yeah, like they can play three eleven. games in the span of like ten days. Like it's crazy. Think they do twenty fifth, twenty sixth, and the first. That's crazy, man. A span that's of like it. yeah, six, five or six days. Yeah, it's not gonna be easy for them, but um, I don't think so. I, I think well, we'll the, the teams in green are, are the ones that are gonna be locked in. I think. But you're right. I don't know. Like, again, that's based on nothing because like there's so many matchups. Like for all we know, like. I don't know if the Pizzicarat have, you know, I, I know the Pizzicarat play Glory Boys, by the way. Yeah. So, like, that's a game that will go a long way to deciding the standings. Uh, uh, right. Glory Boys play backwards football club and the Pizzicarat. I don't think it's a guaranteed loss in either case. Yeah, I look, I, like, I, funny enough, I score kept Glory Boys lone victory over BWW. I mean, if they can rekindle that effort for the final two games... Yeah, they can but run it. They can again, run. like like Buffalo Wild Wings, Backwoods Football Club, Lipitsi, Carat, they're all in that group of teams, right? Like they're all low end in this division. So, yeah, I, I can see them catching up and, and having those matchups with those teams directly above you. That has a huge impact because you you're chipping away at their chances as well. I feel like you just mentioned Buffalo Wild Wings, Backwoods, and the Petit Carat. I feel like this is what Pizzi would do when he was high. He would have. Buffalo Wild Wings eating small carrots. Almost uh, almost exactly like that, eh? Yeah, that's what I think Peas would do after this show. Almost right exactly like it. <laughs> uh, Peas, in the end, how many teams will finish 500 or better? Like, uh, if you look at it right now, Some we, of them. Could, <laughs> we could have nine, maybe uh, upwards of, of 12 that could be, yeah, or if I, not, I'm not, 13. I'm not looking through all the records, but, like, already, you know, you have 14, you have five teams six teams guaranteed to be over 500. Um, yeah. And then Rico Riders, Save Turtles, Medicine Sobriety, uh, Practice Squad, Clinkers, Ice Up, Buffalo Wild Wings all have a chance. Like all the way down to 13. So let's say half of those. Um, I safely say eight. Eight teams finish 500 or better. I'm going to say 10. 10 is going to finish about 500 or better. So I, don't know, I don't know enough of who's playing who. So like... Yeah. There's too many teams to look that up, and I would imagine a lot of them play each other. Right, right. All right, on to Division One piece. Uh, Braves are locked in. Well, for now, they hold a three spot um, with their 5-4-1 um, season record. Uh, Eagle, could Flagmarsack jump them for the three spot, even though they they had, a, I think, Braves went 0-1 one, oh, one against them? Most trick yeah. this week is teams with games left versus teams that have no games left. So, yeah, wait, so what's your question exactly? Five more seconds. They jump race for the three, three spot. Can who can flag jump Braves? No, I was hoping you were going to edit the entire time while you're doing it. Um, okay, so Flagmo Sack is playing oh. Kangaroos. So they well one would need to win that game to get to eleven points, and in doing so, tie Braves. Braves have the head to head though. So oh, actually, no wait. Yeah, it one oh one one. Yeah, so Braves have head to head, so no, they can't. So Braves are locked in as a three seed, right? Looks that way. Let me just scan through this quickly, because double straddle can only go to ten. Party crashers can only go to ten. Yep, yeah, they're locked in. Okay, so that defeats my question then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I, I realized that about halfway and I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's a reasonable question. That's what you call nope. fasting at his plan, sir. Okay, so you know what? There's, so zero percent chance. So to piggyback off that question for, for Guillaume Bernal, uh, is he the favorite to win defensive play of the year in Division One? I don't believe that's what the script says, Mo. I know. I'm going back what I what I know from the script. Will he win defensive pa- defensive painter of the East? Um, and it's not Guillaume Bela. It's Guillaume uh, Bilan. Um, yeah, it's, you know what, Mo? It's it's pretty shocking that you're better than Ron Burgundy in in that respect. That you uh, you actually can make adjustments on the fly. I um, can. <laughs> yeah, so we need to like we need to do it like Iggy style, where the questions are really long, so he gets lost oh, in the question. Dude, that is like. Don't you know Mo would never say F? He would never F like, say F. This is like the crack in the Da Vinci Code. Iggy's questions, man. <laughs> um, yeah, Benalla is the three pick sixes, right? So like, even though Guillaume Paquette has an extra pick, uh, they both have a game to play. Um, the pick sixes to me are up there. Francois Oog with nine sacks in Div 1 is notable. It's, it's a big he, testament, though. If he finishes with two, with a double, sorry, with double digit uh, sacks, that might be enough to win it in Div 1. But Guillaume, Guillaume Bellin, A, is an incredible defender. I've played against him, and it was the least fun I've ever had playing FPF. Yeah. Um, he's shockingly good. His ability to read and break is insane. Um, yeah, he's the favorite right now. But again, the, the the rushing component to me is is valuable just because it takes a lot less sacks to get noted to get to get credit in Div One because right. there's less sacks to go around. Right. Uh, yeah. The the sack thing is definitely a valuable like it's a valuable resource to have. Yeah. And to have nine, I guess the best of the best in this, in this you league have nine is nine of those is, resources. Yeah. If you're playing Catan, so there's a Catan. You have nine wheats. It's a big yeah. Deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, I, I'm gonna give it to Guillaume Don't roll seven. Like, in my in my books, I think Guillaume Blanc is probably one of the best defensive players right now. Like, he's yeah. the one D1 for sure. Psychotic he's in just, the best way possible. Yeah, he's so smart out there. He covers every blade of grass, and I, I love his game. Yeah. And I, I, I'm always fascinated, you know, when he goes up against, like, an A.J. Gomes or Pat Jerome or Chris Miard or, you know, or, or, you know, whatever he's going up against. Those are the matches I look at when I watch him play. Who is he up against? And and he he does well. He holds he holds his own. Like it may not be a majority wins by Ballon, but it's almost 55-45 in how for, for me is it was his ability to read your concept and w- holding a receiver at bay and then breaking down yeah. to take to, to take away the check down at the same time. It's yeah. just the way he can cover so much territory is insane. Right. And and a lot of it is natural speed, sure, but like you need people to react quickly and his ability to process information is unreal. Unreal. Right. Okay, on to the last question here, Peace. Uh KGP Plus now in the in the position to get the last playoff spot. Who would they have to beat? Um and they, they benefited by the fact that Bulldogs had forfeited their game against Braves last week. Uh so what is the key for them being double staple? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um so you, they're facing them this week, right? That's correct, yeah. Yeah. Double straddle is a team I've got a lot of pride in. I'm I'm really happy to see them come up in the division. Um, last time they played, Phil Cutler wasn't there. So right. throw throw away the record books, as they say. You know what I mean? Um, I I think I give a slight edge to double straddle, but man, it's so hard to count out Phil Cutler in in games of high Big magnitude. Games. Yeah. 
So I lean double straddle, but it's like a, a 60-40 thing. You know what I mean? Like I, my, just, my concern is, sorry, my concern with KHP is they give up the big plays now. They give up a lot of big plays. I'm talking like 40 bombs. And it sucks because their defense has been their calling card for a long time. But it has not been great this year, though. I mean, yeah, sure. Actually, sorry, KGP did beat Double Straddle. Oh, I'm sorry, I was probably thinking of Division 2. Um, yeah, so KGP's already beaten Double Straddle. I still lean Double Straddle a little bit. I like them a lot. Um, but I don't think they've been that bad. They're, they're just bad when they play defensively anyway. They When they play Kangaroos and All-Stars. Yeah. Um, those are the games where they really got lit up. Other than that, like they even held Flagman Sack to 18 points. They... Um, the rest of the games are about 30 to 35 points a game. It's, it's not great, but it's not insane. I think you're just thinking of the outliers where they played the, the real, like, upper echelon teams. If they could play like they did against uh, Flagmoire Sack, sound defense, controlling clock. Jeff Roosevelt loves the deep ball. He, he loves those quick strike, you know, one play, 40 bomb type of thing. If you can take away that from Jeff Roseblatt, I like KGP to win this football game. I really do. And, and clinch their playoff spot. And, yeah. you know, they, like, you're right. Double shot has been fun to watch. I love their ascension, how they've had their highs of highs and lows of lows. But Jeff, he accepts it. Like, look, I'm not that level of, of Joe Mayer or Kevin Wyeth or. But I think he's Tara. about the level of, of Phil Cutler. I've yeah. He's not, he's not a category. But, but now, like, he's going to use it as his, as his platform to get better for, for next year. Or Fair, but like, he, <laughs> you're saying he's not as good as guys he's not playing into the game that decides the question that you asked about. No, but but I'm saying so that like for this game, I'm not saying they're winning the championship. They're not. I'm saying no. I lean double straddle because I think this team is really well put well put together, and and Jeff Rosenblatt's grown a lot despite his his already immense talent. He's grown a lot in this division, and I think I put them on the same par. Like I, I to me, it's not wild to to think double straddle win. In fact, like I said, to me, they're they're slightly favored. I'll say this: double straddle of of the teams that are not Kangaroos, uh, Kangaroos, Braves. Like Mossack or All Stars, I think they had the, the 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 best chance to upset one of those four teams. The the this has to be a record for inconsistency. <laughs> I can't follow you on this one, man. Yeah, you, you, you see a good thing and then a bad thing and then a good thing. It's like the worst club, the most unbalanced club sandwich of all time. Exactly. That's what happens when you fast day one, my friend. Apparently, Blame it on the fast. All right, it's now time for games of the week. All right, here we go. I get, I get no music, right? You hear no music, but it's going. Just trust me. 35 right, plus, right. there's no games next week. We're going into playoffs, so we'll skip that one. Division 6, LaSalle, Warriors, Midgets, Slippery Slopes. Warriors. Warriors. Mountain Dew Babies, Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Boys. Demons, Practice Squad 6. Demons. Baby Rays, Dime Squad. Rays. Rays. Loud Hogs, The Royals. Royals. Jiprock State University, Threat Level Midnight. T uh, threat Level. TLM, just like Madeline Albright. Gru's Crew, Towers FT. Uh, Gru's. Toon Squad, the Habibis. It's a good game, Toon Squad. Habibis. No Fly Zone, MTL Red Blacks. MTL Red Blacks. No Fly Zone. Sea Town Spice, Top G. Top G. Top G. Co-Ed Division 2, Hungry Hippos, the Villains. Hippos. Give me villains. Deep balls, block party. Block party. Balls. The IG team, flashbang team. Flashbang. Flashbang. Team rocket, fireball. Rocket. 
Fireball. Badgers, Fit Squad. Uh, Fit Squad. Badgers. Kiss My End Zone, Flamingos. No, wait, Fit Squad. Sorry, Fit Squad. Kiss, uh, my, end kiss my End Zone. Block Party, Fighting Tigers. Fangolinas. FT. Code 1, Free Smoke, Girl Scouts. Girl, Girl Scouts. Scouts. The Justice League, Power Rangers. Power Rangers. Justice League. Northern Braves, Les Petit Fuck. MB. Northern Braves. Les Bleus, Fast and Furious. Uh, Les Bleus. Mm, Fast and Furious. The Funny Club, Kiss My Outlaws. Kiss My Outlaws. Give me the Funny Club. Power Rangers, the Funny Club. Power uh, Rangers. Give me Power Rangers in the weird turn of events. Girl Scouts, easy fun. Uh, Girl Scouts. Girl Scouts. And Ballbusters, party mix. Party mix. Ballbusters. All right, Division Three, Speed Academy, KGP Raw. KGP Raw. Um, KGP Raw. Alpha Dogs, leave that as well. Alpha Dogs. Uh, Alpha Dogs. Preach the Stoics. Preach. Uh, Stoics. Silent Ticklers, Blackouts. Ticklers. Ticklers. Beer Belly Brigade, Blue Chips. Blue Chips. Blue Chips. Easy W, Green Munches. Green Munches. Green Munks. The Infantry, Air Force One. Uh, infantry. infantry. Mangoose, that's what she said. That's what uh, Mangoose. Mangoose. Bearskins, Arouche. Uh, Bearskins. Bearskins. Never Overtime, Mongoose. Uh, Mongoose. Uh, Mongoose. Free Smoke One, Backyard Bullies. Bullies. Free Smoke One. Blues Clues, Leverschwal. Is Iggy Let's back for this game? Who? Uh, I have no idea. Is it who's back? Iggy. Uh, Iggy? No, AJ. 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 Oh, AJ. No, I'm um, pretty no. sure he's not. No, he's not. Uh, give me a Leverschwal. Une phrase bien fourni, Speed Academy. Speed Academy. Speed Academy. All right, Division Four: Blue Dreamers, Mangoose. Uh, Mangoose. Blue Dreamers. Fourth and Schlong, Ludznal. Schlong. Give me Ludznal. Man, an upset. And then back to back: Voodoo, Ludznal. Side note: Why are they moving field? That's stupid. <laughs> that is stupid. Um, <laughs> give me, give me Voodoo because they have to move field and they're gonna be really annoyed. Yeah, Voodoo. Still CRA, Top G's. Top G's. Still CRA, but Top G's are fun, man. Kiss my in-laws, Vultures. In-laws. In-laws. Uh, yeah, in-laws. Ball Don't Lie, Trap Stars. Trap Stars. Trap Stars. The Heartbreak Kids, still CRA. Uh, CRA. Still Cray. Team Ethnic, Wide Open Bar. Wide Open Bar. Wide Open Bar continue their reign of false kingdomhood. The Reet, in and out Reet. The Reet. Diamond Bougie, Ball Don't Lie. Diamond Bougie. Diamond Bougie. Les Bébés Magiques, Hot Sauce Sports. Hot Sauce Sports. I can't pick it, Hot Sauce Sports play 50. Martin et Le Flag, Cunning Stunts. Uh, Martin. Diamond Bougie, Fourth and Schlong. Schlong. That's a fun game, but Fourth and Schlong. Team Ethnic, Cunning Stunts. Uh, stunts. Ethnic. Again, uh, Cunning Stunts needs to change field. Why? And the Sheriff Mofos. 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 All right, Division 5B, Team Sexy, him, you. Sexy. Sexy. Pocket Rockets, Ball So Hard, you. Ball So Hard. Ball So Hard. Green Monster, Blues. Green Monsters. Green Monster. Ball So Hard, you, Primetime. Ball So Hard. Primetime. Lee Blue Dry, Bulldogs. Blue Dry. Uh, yeah, Blue Dry. 
The Penetrators, Red Dragons. The game rematch from Fall Cup, Human Penetrators. Um, Penetrators, Wolf. Warriors, Wolf. Warriors. Warriors. And Killer Rays, Vic in a Box. Great game. Gonna go Killer Rays. Killer Rays. That should be game of the week. Killer Rays. All right. Women's one. Bees, Bleu BP. BP. Fleur de Lis, Stars. 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 Brut, Les Bleus. Brut. Brut as well. Bleu Pou, Vortex. BP. Vortex. Stars, Montréal U. Stars. Montréal U. All right. Women's two. Les Petits Miettes, Linksette. Uh, Linksette. Team. Phoenix, Wildcats. Phoenix. Wildcats. Carababes, Lilou. Carababes. Extreme Bullets, Steelers. Extreme Bullets. Oh. Uh, Steelers. The Ibu, Cavaliers. Cavs. Cavs. VC Cubs, Red Nation. Red Nation. Red Nation. Wolfpack, Dream Killers. Dream Killers. Kill. And Wolfpack, Li Ibu. All right, Division Two, Terror Squad, Killer Bees. Terror Squad. Terror Squad. Vengeance, run at once. Vengeance. Vengeance. Braves 2.0, blessed. Blessed. Braves 2.0. Vengeance, urgence medic. Vengeance. Vengeance. Got skills, Moretti crime family. Uh, Moretti. Moretti. Party crashers blue, touch foot 450. PCB. Same. Coed 3, free smoke, oh, Girl Scouts. Uh, Girl Scouts. Justice League, Power Rangers. <laughs> we did this already, though. Yeah, I feel like we did. We did this already. We did this one already, Eagle. Oh. <laughs> I... Hold on, hold on, hold on. We I did have... this already, Eagle. No, no, it's code three. It's code three. I opened what? the wrong one. Why are you doing this to me? I opened the wrong me? one. Why are you doing this to me? That's not our friend. You know what? As I was I going through it, I, I was get like, this doesn't First, you don't figure out the overall standings. Okay, <laughs> code three. Half and half, Michael Scott's tots. Half and half. Stan. Canicule, La Sect. Canicule. Canicule? Sneaky Snakes, Fast Not Furious 3. Fast Not Furious. FNF 3. Both games. And Fast Not Furious 3, Pucker. Both games. Fast Not Furious. Even though it's the opposite of what you said in that segment, cool. FNF 3. I'm tired, man. I want to eat and go sleep. Got a long day tomorrow. Fasting. We have Division 5A, Ice Up, Red Notskins. Red Notskins. Ice up, ballers. Ice up, ballers. Menace to sobriety, le speakeasy. Menace. Menace. Le speakeasy, backwoods football club. Backwoods. Backwoods. Buffalo Wild Wings, the Tokyo Sandblasters. Buffalo. Buffalo. Rico Riders, big fat bats. Rico. BFB. Tip top shape, les petites carottes. LPC. The process, save the turf toes. Turf toes. Process. All right, and last one, I promised Division 1. Kangaroos, Flag Sack. Kangaroos. Good game. Give me Roos. Double Straddle, KGP Plus. KGP Plus. Double Staple. Party Crashers, Bulldogs. Crashers. Crashers. And All-Stars, Party Crashers. All-Stars. And that's the show, guys. Hey. All right. I'm, we're both exhausted. Magic words, please. We're going straight to the magic words. Hey. It's just the jersey. Relax. Oh, good night, Pat Bev. Oh, I thought you were going. Good night, Stall Brothers. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that was oof. 
Yeah. No. Yeah, it's whatever. It's awful. <laughs> Have a good day, Mo. Love you, man. Always, boys. Be good. Peace. We're done, guys? You can hang up, Mo. Don't worry. No, I was going to say, guys, next week, what do we do for We're, for we're still preview? live, by the way. Oh. So you know, Mo. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not here. We can't hear you without recording you through the outro. Oh, oh wait. So we'll talk after. Just wait. <laughs>